This episode is brought to you by our friends at Toyota. Toyota isn't just a car company. And the new podcast, Toyota Untold, isn't just about cars. In Toyota Untold, you'll hear unique and insightful behind-the-scenes stories, such as how a son's love for his mother led to Toyota's unlikely origin as an automated loom company, and how robotics, other advanced technologies, and mobility services are being researched and developed to address the challenges for the elderly, disabled, and even Olympic and Paralympic athletes. Discover how Toyota is rethinking mobility in the brand new podcast, Toyota Untold. You can find Toyota Untold right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. All right, now let's get back to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomahawk Show at Super Bowl Radio Row. You're actually listening to part two of the award-winning Super Bowl show live from Radio Row, as I said, here in Atlanta in the Twitter Sports Blue Room. In case you missed it, go back, listen to episode one. We had big-time guest Matt Ryan. We had Travis Kelsey and a bunch more that you do not want to miss. Now, before we get started in part two, it's Super Bowl week, so we would be remiss not to cover the big game. Let's finally talk Super Bowl 53. Joe, give me some thoughts starters that we have to talk about going into this game well after talking with all of those amazing guests that we had that you've already listened to in part one because i know mm-hmm. you guys just finished listening to part one Obvi. i feel like i'm obligated to say well i can't pick against brady and belichick <laughs> because we all know what happens when you do that so i'm thinking about this game all right what's the keys of the game all right the cliche is you got to get pressure in brady's face up the middle right yep when you look back at the times that Brady's lost in the Super Bowls, it's been from the defensive line getting pressure in his face, making him uncomfortable, making him move off of his spot. Mm-hmm. And then you got to take away all of the short underneath throws. It's always really difficult because everything you do, the Patriots have an answer for. They're ready for it, right? Yeah. They, they know what your second and third move is going to be before you make it. So, how is that going to help the Rams? Well, they've got this guy called Aaron Donald. Mm. He happens to be a pretty decent player. He happens to be an inside pass rusher. And all of a sudden, you know what the Rams, they've got a pretty good run defense right now. So I'm going to say the two keys for the Rams in this game are, first of all, they need to make the Patriots one-dimensional. They need to take away the run. Mm-hmm. They need Aaron Donald and Ndamukong Sue to be able to shut down the Patriots run game and take them out of that and make Tom Brady throw the football. That sounds weird, but if they're going to die by a million paper cuts, and that's running the football. If they, if they let the Patriots just continue to run the football, they're going to lose this game. Because yeah. we all know that Tom Brady is going to make those big throws when he has to. Yeah. And the only way you can get to Tom Brady and get him pressure in his face is if you force him into throwing situations. So they need to be able to take away the run, mm-hmm. force him into passing situations, and then allow Aaron Donald to be the amazing special generational player that he is. However, even if they're able to do that, I still think the Patriots are going to win. Yeah. I'm going to agree with everybody that's been on the show, and it seems like that's what everybody's talking about down here. Patriots, it's going to be in the 30s, 36, 33, 35, 31, right. something like that, and the Patriots are going to win. So here's my thing, and I get that everyone's take on how to stop Brady. I just don't think it's possible. I think he's not someone you stop. You do your best to contain him. So while it is important for Aaron Donald to have a big game, while it is important for Ndamukong and Sue to play really big, I don't think that's going to be the X factor. I think it's going to come down to offense. The Patriots are going to score a lot of points. We've seen them do that time and time again. We've seen them do that in Super Bowls. Like you said, you just predicted a high-scoring game. It's it's on Todd Gurley. It's on Jared Goff. It's on 
Brandon Cooks to come out and play really, really big in this game to try to keep themselves in late, and then hopefully they can get the last lap. I really think it's come down to Todd Gurley, which version of him we're going to see. Hopefully he's over his injury. Hopefully we get him at full strength. The, the, the Todd Gurley we've seen that was in the hunt for the MVP trophy. If they get that Todd Gurley, they have a chance to win the game. That being said, back in September, they asked me to pick a Super Bowl winner. They asked me to pick which one of these the picks Bowl. was the one this we're the talking ESPN. about right now. This is okay. the one that's all ESPN. over social media. Right. Everyone's seen it. That's all anyone's talking about. <laughs> I picked the Rams and that the Patriots. And the Hawk Bowl. I picked the Patriots to win. I'm sticking by that pick. I still think the Patriots win. I think the final score is 32 to 20. Wow, a blowout. A, not a blowout. I what just, point should I turn the game off? Third quarter? When, um, when, are, the, when are the Patriots going to run away with it? Probably third, late third. Okay. Late third, big early fourth quarter. That's my prediction. All right. Nat, what do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Well, again, like you said, I feel like since everybody's saying they can't bet against Tom Brady, that's mm -hmm. the way to go. But I kind of want to go with the underdogs. I want to go with the Rams. I think they're going to okay. think they could pull it off, honestly. So you got the Rams. So of all the people we've had at Super Bowl, and everyone will see in part two of this episode um, the picks that everybody made. So far, nobody has picked the Rams. That's why I'm doing it. So here is Nat, <laughs> Mrs. Hot Take Twitter, Mrs. Contrarian. Living Mrs. up to my name. Go against the grain, picking the Rams. Sink or swim, Nat, I respect it. We'll Thank see you. what happens. If, hey, you, if you get this, what, yeah. maybe somebody will buy you a coffee maker. I won't drop <laughs> any names, Joe Thomas. Uh, I just had the producer say something in my ear that almost knocked me off this bar stool that I'm sitting at oh, right wow. now. Oh, wow. Um, what are we doing wrong, Hawk? Because I'm not going to the Super Bowl. Nobody offered me tickets. Okay, continue. I didn't get to go to any of the greatest games of all time that happened this year in the NFL season. Continue. <laughs> I'm not getting a free coffee maker from the Tomahawk <laughs> Show. Wow. But somebody on Team Tomahawk <laughs> is holding back something from us because it happens to be an influencer. Oh, yeah. my God. That has access to all these things and is not sharing with the family. Wow, so it's down to two people. And I can go on record in saying that I'm not gonna be at the Super Bowl. I don't have access wow. to the Super Bowl. I'm actually leaving Atlanta uh, Friday evening. I don't know when this episode your, is Is that out. what time your jet comes in <laughs> to but pick you up? my private jet that the Patriots gave me upon retirement <laughs> is flying nice retirement out. Yeah, it was an incredible it? gift. They yeah, gave the maintenance me a jet is pretty so that pricey, I wouldn't though. come back and stinks. ruin the organization. Um, it's not me, so that leaves only one of us, which is Nat. Nat, are you going to the Super Bowl? Um, I am. I will wow. be at the game. Wow. I've never My been to a Super first... Bowl. Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? No. Like, even to watch it? <laughs> Tough. Wow. So, Tell I, I, wanted, I just want to hear about it. Um, what? How it happened? No, just... Uh, sure. We'll talk. start there. That's you know, we don't, even, we don't even need to go there. We're not even <laughs> going into that. You're that we'll jealous a, right I now. I am that jealous. I'm fuming. We're going to get a recap after yes, the Super Bowl. After she goes to the Super Bowl, she's going to tell recap. us about the experience. She's in LeBron's in box. Yes. She's, she's a. <laughs> that's she, what happens when you're an influencer with millions she's of followers. She's an influencer. Oh she gets God. free tickets to the Super Bowl. You, you, she might be a Magnesis card. I was going to say, you con people into going to a fire fest, yes. and you still get Super Bowl tickets like that. Wow. It's ridiculous. All right, look, now I think it's time for us to get into our all star guest lineup here on part two of Tomahawk at the Super Bowl on Radio Row. Nat, in order, who do we have in this episode? We start off with Steve Smith Jr., then Chad Ochocinco Johnson, Mina Kimes, Adam Ventieri, Taylor Rooks, Adam Pacman Jones, 
Amari Cooper, Travis Kelsey, Kareem Jackson, and Terrell Pryor. Mm, more all-star lineups here, man. Look, I, again, I can't be more excited. I can't wait to do this again next year. We might have to start adding more events, Joe, which has been so successful. We have to throw our own tomahawk party. Every time. Oh, you're right. That guest list would be a tough ticket, let me it tell would, you. Right? you. I don't even right. think that Nat being the influencer that she is. I don't think I could get anyone in that party. All right, guys. Before we sign off, I just need to say one more time. Go to our social media page, at Tomahawk Show. You can see all of these videos of our live interviews with all of these amazing guests that we had. They were really fun, like we mentioned. Everybody left feeling happier than when they came to the show. And I feel like, in our own small way, we're making the world a better place on the Tomahawk Show. We are, man. It was a blessing to come down here again and let this whole radio road Joe Hawk themselves. Um, everybody loved it. Everyone's feeling the vibes, man. And I think without further ado, it is time to get into our interviews in part two, starting with two former JUCO teammates, Steve Smith Sr. and Ocho Cinco himself. Now joining us in the Twitter Blue Room here on the Tomahawk Show is the legend himself. And we always say the best XYZ in NFL history. For my opinion, this is the best receiver in NFL history. And I mean that with no tongue in cheek. You usually say that about Steve yourself. So that's why I'm kind of surprised I, to be I, by somebody else. You right know now. what? It's worthy. For people that don't know, Steve is the guy that I looked up to from the start. He was a, a teammate of my brother. Yep. And my brother would tell me these stories about how he was the toughest SOB he'd ever met in his life. So joining us now, the legend himself, <laughs> Steve Smith Sr. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. I've been on Hawk a long time, knowing his brother, going against his brother when he was with the Bengals. Mm -hmm. And then um, and going against him. And I think you, you came to Carolina and met you. Y'all were in college. And mm -hmm. then I remember... Uh, watching him on the uh, on on that show that yeah. you was on and, and um, uh, getting ripped off and just just getting ripped off. you know just how it was, but it was a great opportunity because it was it gave you an opportunity to show that you could play, yeah. right? That you, we already like as a wide receiver, you can see wide receivers. Yep. Whether you're a good wide receiver, bad wide receiver, you can look at another wide receiver and go, he hasn't or right. he doesn't. Right. Right. And so uh, that, that's one of the things that uh, I always I always loved about you and loved it. And when you when you played and they gave you opportunity, you just ran with it, man. So it was cool. Can't can't thank you enough. Steve, now you're here down in Atlanta for the Super Bowl. Brady playing in his 32nd Super Bowl game yeah, here. You played true. against Brady. Understanding that, what do you think the Rams need to do to try to throw him off his game? I mean, really, it's going to really start up front with those guys, mm -hmm. getting him corralled in there, making him uncomfortable, getting, you know, this, uh, Joe, when you, you had a former teammate of mine, Jake. Jake was always getting uh, long in his five- or seven-step drop, which mm -hmm. put pressure on the tackle yeah. to maybe, you know, keep his hands out there. And so um, Brady doesn't get deep into the pocket. He, his five- or steps is not – his five-step or seven-step drop mm -hmm. is not like a nine-step drop that uh, is really a problem right. for tackles. His is more, his five step is really like three and a half, four, because he wants to keep everything in front of him, getting the ball out, less than three seconds, being efficient, understanding what he needs to do. And one of the myths that um, people don't really understand is Brady has gotten older, but he's mm -hmm. gotten sharper. He understands his deficiencies, and he just works around the things that he does well. Right. Like, out of his 4,000 yards throwing, 70, really only 714 yards of that 4,000 is 20 yards or more. Oh, so wow. the big plays. You're a lot of numbers this week. Yeah, 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 so the big. Can you imagine all that film you had to watch? So all the big plays 
are really coming underneath. You know, 71% of his 4,000 are 11 yards and below. So yeah. he's efficient. That means he sees the defense, he dissects it, formulates a plan, uh -huh. does the snap count, readjusts the, the sli slides the protection, oh yeah, and throws a dime. Mm. Like that. And so that's what you have to do is get him to slow down that machine, that processor up there. Uh -huh. If you slow that down, you make a guy think. And no matter what position you play, when you think, you're a step behind. Yep. You were a well-known trash talker in your day, maybe one of the greatest of all time. One of the Rams cornerbacks, Nikel Roby Coleman, lost his damn mind this week and started <laughs> saying some shit about Tom Brady, yeah. how he's looking old. Yeah, yeah. They know how they get after him. What's your take on trash talking Tom Brady leading up to the Super Bowl? Well, I always look at it like this. When, when I hear someone trash talk, it's kind of like when someone that you don't really regard uh, highly in an appearance uh -huh. walks up to you and gives you a backhanded compliment. <laughs> you go. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so when I heard that, yeah. I was like, didn't he play in? Buffalo? <laughs> Didn't he play in a slot in Buffalo? And isn't he the guy that now plays currently in a slot? And then they put him outside. And when they put him outside when Tlaib got hurt, they put him back inside. <laughs> I, I look at a guy like that. I, I believe he can play. I'm not going to sit here and say he can't play. He's in the National Football League. He has the talent. Right. How much talent? I, I, I don't really. I'm not in practice, right. so I can't really say. But a guy like that. When I hear certain people talk, they ask certain guys because it's their opportunity to shine. And then you're going to say, well, you're not in a You are correct. Mm -hmm. But my job is to analyze and talk about all aspects of the game, all three phases. And unfortunately, other than offense, he doesn't play offense. He plays all three phases. And that old adage, the more you can do, because yeah. if you don't. That's the game. So, the game. you know, so a guy like that, I, I, he doesn't really understand what he's in for because he plays in the slot. Uh, and who is their go-to guy who plays in the slot? Mm -hmm. Edelman. Mm. Mm. Man, all I know is that boy's going to be sitting on the operating <laughs> table and Edelman is going to go to work. Dr. Oh, what? Cook. ACL surgery? Uh -huh. let, me, let me knit that up. You need a scope in that shoulder? Let me go ahead and go in there. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. He's going to have to pay the piper. Okay, tell me this. You went to junior college with Ocho Cinco, which yes. is like, my favorite fun fact about both of you, because again, you're my two favorite receivers. Is there any stories of you being with Ocho at Juco or anything like, what was it like to know how your personalities are now? We like, clashed. Clashed, that makes oh, sense? Yeah. We clashed immediately because he's a Florida guy. Ah. I'm a West Coast guy. You're a West Coast guy. He was on the West Coast talking about Florida. Uh, Bro, if it's that, that great, why are you here? <laughs> exactly. So, he, you know, Florida, in L.A., you know, it, we clashed. But it was one of those things. It was more of a regional thing. Uh -huh. Less of, like, I disliked him. He disliked me. It was just more of just, like, that personality. Like, bro, you, you from Florida. Bro, you here. You here. Quickly. It can't be that great. You yeah. need us. Exactly. So it was good. Though. It, was a, it was a fun time. And it was one of those things. We were young. We had no idea. All we knew is we want to get to the lead. That's it. Yeah. You know, and this was our this was our vessel. This was a pit stop, and that's kind of how we treated it. Uh -huh. But there was also a, a fantastic uh, coach who was there from about 1973 till he passed in about 2008. That's Robert Taylor. Mm -hmm. He coached 
you know, notable. He coached a ton of guys, but he coached um, Isaac Bruce. Oh, wow. Uh, there. He was there that long from 1973. He was assistant and then eventually got the head coaching job in the 80s all the way to 2008. So he coached a lot of men. Yeah. He coached a lot of young men that went in there, a lot of guys who didn't have involving fathers. He was like their father figure to them. And so yeah. it was a it, it, Santa Monica was one of the best. Uh, I like to say when I went to college, I took the scenic route. It was uh -huh. the long route because you go, I didn't even take the SAT. Yeah. Because I did not believe that I was going to college. And so when I enrolled there, he was like, look, if you want to do this, how are you going to get there? He challenged me mm -hmm. about my mind. Wow. And, and I always remember that, and, and I owe a lot to him. And so it, it was a fantastic time. He did. He coached a lot of young men that you don't even know about that got that opportunity. That's amazing. I mean, even between you, Isaac, and Ocho, some 30,000 yards later, that's, it's yeah. really incredible. Yeah. It's really incredible. All right, before we let you go, I got to get your predictions. Who wins this game, and what do you think the score is going to be? Well, right now, I'm kind of leaning towards New England 28-25. Okay. But I also believe that the Los Angeles Rams, they just can be difficult for them to handle because the the talent as well. Yeah. Right? The and so I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a talented roster, which is kind of different when you have talent, and sometimes you don't lack – you lack the, the, the fortitude to, to – to, to emphasize the technique. Mm -hmm. Coach McVay has those guys technically sound as well, yeah. right? He's changed some things up. Very rarely do you see, see a team dominant in one area, the passing game, mm -hmm. falter later in the season, make adjustments, and change their whole philosophy into a run game. That is a Bill Belichick type <laughs> of move, yep. evolving. Understanding your weaknesses. So that's why I'm bullish on the Rams as well because you just don't do that. That's right. very rare to do that. Yep. They have the, the players, the talent, and the coaching, which is super important. Steve, we appreciate you joining us here on the Tomahawk Show. I don't think you're on Twitter. I don't do Twitter. I, I, my, my foundation is. Give me but, the Twitter foundation. Uh, Steve Smith, FDN. FDN. Yep. Make sure you follow the foundation, it's our foundation Twitter foundation. But I'm, uh, off, I don't, I'm off social media, man. You off? Yeah. It's, there's. I'm there's, not mad at you. There's nothing in social media. Like, I, there, I'll give you a quick story. My kids, I got a 21-year-old, 17, 13, and 4. Uh -huh. So they're big on social media. My daughter's reading something on social media about an institute that is selling something like a turkey leg. Uh -huh. I said, it's an ostrich leg. I said, what? She, I said, where'd you read that? It was on Twitter. I bet her $100. I said, I bet you $100 is not right. So she went to the website because she didn't pay attention because it was on Twitter. Uh -huh. She was mad at me because I knew it and didn't tell her, and I had made her, we were sitting at the table, she was like, well, how am I gonna pay you, Venmo me. I made her Venmo me <laughs> the $100. After she did it, Love it. waited three days, Venmoed her back the money, but only half. Only half, <laughs> I give you a discount. Exactly. I did the same thing with Chuck, he predicted that the Bears were gonna to go to Super Bowl, except I didn't send him his money back, because he ain't my kid. <laughs> Steve, we appreciate you joining us here on the appreciate Tomahawk it. Show, man. All right. Now, joining the Tomahawk live from the Twitter Blue Room is the best wide receiver in the history of the NFL, marketing extraordinaire, the biggest sports personality on Twitter, maybe even the biggest personality, period. Oh. The man, the myth, the legend, the catalyst for all of my bad decisions and bad habits, Chad Ochocinco Johnson joining the Tomahawk. 
What's popping, big homie? Thank you for allowing me to join the Tomahawk. Yes. If it wasn't for you guys, I'd be stuck in Miami in 90 degree mm. weather with mm. nothing to do except Sounds. play FIFA. Sounds mm. terrible. But where am I? I'm in Atlanta. 30 degree weather. 30 degree Beautiful weather. out there. Isn't with it? some great people though. On the right. best podcast. With some in great the people. Of That's what podcast. counts. So, Chad, we're going to just jump right into a lot of it. Now, I tell all the time. I was the biggest Ocho Cinco and the biggest Ocho Cinco fan in the this history of This is actually the first thing that he said that's true. He does I'm love you. He knows I love him, man. Like, so the backstory is my brother played with the Bengals. And I remember when I was as young, early in high school, he was like, yo, we got this receiver that's going to take the league by storm. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is yet, but you, if you've seen this dude in practice, so he would bring me home these one-on-one -on -one tapes. Yeah. So I watched these one-on-one -on -one tapes, and I'm like, yo, what is this? This is amazing. So I was all in. Ocho blows up. I'm walk. I'm eating like Ocho Cinco. Anything Ooh, Ocho. Well, that's, does, not good, that's not a good. Well, idea. that's the problem. So I'm talking like Ocho that's Cinco. The dad I'm eating like Ocho. Anything he says to do, I'm doing. It's a bit about footwork. I'm doing footwork. If it's about McDonald's, I'm eating McDonald's. Here I am at 32. I retired two years ago. I have not worked out one time. I eat McDonald's three days a week since I was 14 years old. I have a dad bod. I act a fool on Twitter because he acts a fool on Twitter. I make uh, crazy declarations that I'm the best this, the best that, because he made crazy declarations that he's the best this, best that. Yeah. You are really kind of like the godfather of the Tomahawk show. Yeah. Um, I, like I appreciate I like you. It. The people around me don't because of all my <laughs> bad habits. But we appreciate you joining the show. Thank man. you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Glad to be here, man. And I don't get out much. Yeah. You know? uh, I'm not seen much. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't make many public outing so i mean it's good to be out for a change man to be amongst the people man to get yeah. get to see some of the faces you know and some of the people i've admired during and after my career so this is this is pretty dope do you ever sit back and think about like because i don't I, I feel like you just don't you don't get your just due credit <clears throat> for like kind of pioneering like players marketing themselves mm -hmm. Well, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was frowned upon during during our day, you know? right? And I, I think Skip used to always get on me about that, about marketing myself too much. That's that's what I was best known mm -hmm. for, you know. Be, I mean, it's the, the you think about the NFL Shield itself. They choose who they want to market and who right. they want to exploit, you know. Mm -hmm. So I I, un I understood that extremely early in my career, especially being in somewhat of a small market, mm -hmm. in order to get my name out there. Being that I'm always wearing a helmet, you know, and you know, that's I went about it, but it, I had to be able to play at an extremely high level to be able to pull that stuff off right. consistently year in and year out. Yeah, I got some questions. So I played with Eric Steinbach and Scott Steiny. Steiny. <laughs> Where's Coos? I haven't seen no dudes so, in so long, man. They were with me in Cleveland, okay. obviously. They were yeah. with you in Cincinnati. You guys yeah. are good buddies. They told me some fun stories about you, yeah. and they one was interesting. They said you had a bunch of cars, yeah. And I would love to hear the stories from your mouth about the different cars that you had when you were with the Bengals. All right. Well, when I was with the Bengals during that time, this was, must have been early in my career too, because I got really cheap, like year five and on. Yeah. Um, simple, the dreams when you're young, when you want to make it, and you have these aspirations of owning foreign cars or uh -huh. some things you would never be to be able to attain you know that you dreamed of yeah. so obviously i got a ferrari obviously you know and uh i got rid of that and got a lamborghini uh-huh um i love trucks so i bought an international which is similar to a big rig almost yeah. you know semi to a big rig and um a rolls royce mm. 
And so what I did was is I didn't I didn't do it all at once. Yeah. But they they were you no know, leases obviously. Yeah. And I got rid of everything. And got a smart car in 2006. I'll never forget. I got a smart car in 2006. 2006, and I've been driving that ever since. Did you have a car that had like uh, cartoon characters yeah, on it or something the, like that? Yeah, it's about the old school, yep. the Chevys. Mm -hmm. That's that's a staple for those that are from Miami. Um, they're called Donks, mm -hmm. or it's a Chevy Caprice 71 to 75. I had one of those. I remember that Shrek. Matter of fact, it was a Shrek one. So you had Shrek painted the on Shrek, the outside. The Shrek on the outside, and with all the characters from the movie. How, how did you pick Shrek? But that was trying to think of what everyone else in Miami had. Yeah. And tried to do something, know, different. something different. Something different. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Ochocinco, the godfather, doing something different. Now, you play for the Bengals, and you, what you're saying is right, because the, I watch as an early Bengals fan, them like, it's not a big market. I play for them. It's not right, the right. biggest market. It's yeah. hard to make noise there right, or get right. anybody to care. Right. And you, like, catapulted them into the mainstream yeah. with the things you were doing. So from a marketing standpoint, they benefited greatly. But before that happened, some of the Bengals stories I would hear were wild and crazy. Yeah. What is the craziest story that you have from your days as the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh man! Give me, and I know that's, that's going to be hard. I think probably the training camp stories, like when, like early, early. I'm talking about 2002 before um, Marvin showed up. Uh huh. Before that, you know, and when the team was was in extreme turmoil, you know, yeah. coming off two and fourteen two seasons, seasons, one yep. two win seasons like that. And you guys were in Northern Kentucky, right? Yeah, you we, guys no, were we, going yeah. Away. we were still we were in Georgetown. Yep. We were all oh, in Georgetown, okay. and. I just, I just remember, you know, the curfew, players doing what they wanted. Mm. You know, it, it, it was, man, it was crazy. Now, in the actual story, honestly, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Too many concussions. Yeah, CTE has kicked in. Yeah, mm. sir. Mm. So I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all messed up. Yeah. So back then, before games, they wouldn't have to do the hotel. Oh, yeah, so that the too. Night before games, the night before a game, yeah, you didn't stay in a hotel. So that was like a toggle point when Marv got there that he made them stay in a hotel because yeah. guys would go out the night before, party all night, and play the next day drunk oh because God. they were out kicking it the night before. <laughs> so it was a wild, wild west, Couldn't man. figure out why they were 2-14, though. Yeah. Huh? yeah, but isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Yeah, right. Oh, Mr. we were 0-16. <laughs> never 2-14. 1-15 and 0-16. and, 15 and, 0 and 16. <laughs> That's on my record. But did you ever have Mike Brown come and talk to you when you were kind of at the peak of your career doing all the crazy antics and no. did he ever say anything like no. hey keep it up like no. it's good for the Bengals brand mm -hmm. or hey tone it down you know we don't want you or I think Marvin told me a couple of times to tone it down he said yeah. me what I was doing was creating more pressure putting pressure on other players to oh. perform oh. at other positions and I was like it's still football Marvin it's, uh -huh. just, it's just football you know but coaches saw it a different way everyone liked to walk in quietly and uh -huh. like man F that, man. Yeah. Let's go, man. Right. You know? So, I, I mean, it. but at, some, at the time, Marvin used to tell me, man, like, settle, you know, tone it down for that reason. Yeah. i never forget the game you guys played against the Kansas City Chiefs who were undefeated that time. Mm -hmm. You guaranteed the, the win, win yeah. before playing oh, that them. That was crazy. And, you know, it was a time when the Bengals weren't a good team, and it was like, put a bullseye on you, yeah, but you yeah. guys delivered. It motivated the team, yeah. and that was kind of the, the turning, turning point, point. Yep. in the organization. It was. So, as a I guy who that. owns 11 franchise records, we talk about here who are the top wide receivers in the NFL. Oh, that's you easy. You give me your top five. No order. Give me your top five right now in the league. A.B. A.B. Julio. Julio. Odell. Odell. DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Now, this is where it gets iffy. This is where Number it gets iffy. Listen, that five, yeah. that five is interchangeable in so many different ways. Yeah. We can go D-Hop. 
You had Hopkins. Hopkins he was at four. four. He, he was, was four. four. Okay, we got AJ. AJ, that's my top five. Listen, you just said AJ, my top five. But then we have interchangeables. Yep. Who's your interchangeables? Seventeen and Green Bay. Green Bay, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Devontae. Yep. Interchangeable. We got Thielen and Diggs. Thielen and Diggs. Okay. Um, I like that. Let me keep going down. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Interchangeable. Mike Thomas. Mike, interchangeable. Yeah. Interchangeable yeah. at the five. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's, it's unfair. So you feel really good about the top so four. Though. Yeah, yeah. You, you okay, just keep like it at the top four. Right. Yeah, yeah. Top yeah. Four. That, 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 that five is, oof, yeah. it's tough. It is yeah. tough. All right, so what are you down here? You're, you know, you're in Atlanta. What, mm -hmm. do you, what are you partnering? What are you down here pushing? I'm, you know what? I'm down here doing media. What is this? Radio Row? What do you radio call it? Row. They call yeah, us radio I'm doing row. Radio Row, uh -huh. and I am doing the celeb basketball game at Morehouse tomorrow at oh. 6 o'clock. Who are some of the names in the, in, the, in the celebrity basketball game? Oh, man. We got T.O. T.O. Usher. Usher. Let me, let me oh, go down. Pull it up because we yeah, need to know. Because well right. you're missing two very big names in your celebrity basketball yeah, hold game. On, hold on. A, a big guy who can foul a lot and a, a little guy who's good at defense. You need like a Luka Doncic type. Here we go. I'm going to let you And you need a Kimball Walker you type. Can you All right. that up? Yep, I got you. So here's some of the names at the Chad Ochocinco Johnson celebrity basketball game at Morehouse at 6 p.m. We got Lil Boosie. We got Andre Rising. We got Xavier Howard. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, Flo Rida, T.O., we got Angel McCautry, we got uh, Clinton Powell, Pierre Garçon, Jarvis Landry, Devontae Adams, Melvin Gordon, all of that. Right now, Ocho is signaling to uh, the Bronx Bomber that he wants to fight him. So if we can get that on the show. I need that. Like, you need I tweeted him like I want to spar. You want to smoke? Spar. So the Bronx Bomber, he didn't tell you. Are you scared of me? He's scared? So it looks like your celebrity basketball okay. tournament is uh, missing some big white guys that can foul, that can be big in the paint but can't get up Listen, and down the court. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Listen, you are welcome to come. Okay. <laughs> and we'll take it. And you can watch. You can vote to buy a ticket and come to <laughs> Yeah. I'll take my percentage and you move on. Chad, we appreciate you joining me. Thank you. Thanks for being on. Appreciate my favorite it. interview here. It. Yes, sir. And uh, yeah, keep oh, doing what you're doing, brother. I love y'all, man. Let's catch you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys, we've been on a roll with these interviews at Radio Row. We're going to take a quick break to talk about our friends over at DraftKings. The biggest sporting event of the year is coming up this Sunday, and you're obviously going to want a way to get skin in the game. Well, don't miss out on the final opportunity to play fantasy football this season with Single Game Showdown, which is the newest way to play DraftKings. DraftKings is ending the season with a bang and the big game by offering new users a free shot at one million dollars with your first deposit look we've been playing fantasy football all season with you guys and it's been a blast nat even finally won her coffee maker if you've been thinking about trying DraftKings, now is the time DraftKings has taken fantasy football from just one week to just one game making it easier to draft your lineup all you have to do is draft six players from a big game one captain and five other players your captain will earn one and a half times the points it's really that simple just stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Go to DraftKings.com or download the app now. For a limited time, use code HIKE to enter the all-new Single Game Showdown contest for free this Sunday with your first deposit and compete for the $1 million top prize. That's code H-I-K-E, HIKE, only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Now, joining us here on the Tomahawk, live from the Twitter Blue Room, is the best NFL analyst, writer in the history of wow. sports, Nina Kimes. 
wow. back for her second dose of the Tomahawk yeah. Show because she loved it so much. It is true. I also because I wanted to be one of the few repeat guests. Yes. yes. Like a regular, a yes. fan Very favorite. Elite you, group. Oprah, um, who else was it? Uh, Obama and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Wow. Yes. I'm often called the Oprah of sports yes. by no one but I'm me I'm often now. called the Oprah of this show. Oh, wow. So, here we are. I mean, I just did your show last. So what week. am I, Dr. Phil? You are. I see you as the Ellen. Yeah, I'm like the Ellen. super likable. Like Jerry yeah. Springer. Like Jerry, Jerry Springer of the Tomahawk That's show. What do we make of this Super Bowl? Like, where are we at with it? Where are we going? Like, what are we doing with it? Yeah. Who's winning? Who do you? Okay. What are your thoughts? I know you have thoughts. I got thoughts. Just so you know, there's a streak right now. We won't tell you what it is, but every single person that sat in that chair has said basically the same thing about the game on Sunday. Oh, the Rams only have a chance if they pressure Brady with four? Is that what everyone said? (laughs) Well, that is... Not that, that, not that eloquent. Not that, in, not that in depth, yeah. but that's two people like, have said that. Because that's the, that's the cliche, theme. but it's yeah. a cliche because it's Well, true. you know more football than most of our guests. <laughs> so there's there's that. Apologies to everyone who was on the show before <laughs> yes. me. We haven't had anybody on um, today. Yeah. Uh, there's an, obviously an element of truth to that, and it's part of the reason why I think Adamakong Su is the most important player in this game, yep. right? And, and has been phenomenal in the postseason, both at stopping the run, the Rams' but run defense has like come out of nowhere and mm-hmm. been way better than they were in the regular season. Um, but also, you know, Aaron Donald gets doubled like almost every snap. So mm. Sue really has to be the guy to bring that interior pressure. Yeah. I think actually the key for the Rams defense, so beyond that, Edelman. That's my guy. Because I look at that defense, I love those corners. Mm-hmm. You know, they play sides. Mm-hmm. The middle is where they're soft, not good at stopping the slot, and you've seen Brady just goes to Edelman third down every time. Every time, like clockwork. Who do you have winning the game? Pats. Is Pats. that the streak? That is the Has streak. Everybody picks Pats. And the streak continues. And the score, though. Yeah, what's the score? Everybody's been within about a five-point range. Thirty-one to twenty-eight. Everybody's been in the thirties. So you're really? actually the only person in the twenties. So once Kurt Warner picked the Patriots, broken. We knew I, that nobody, I knew that nobody, nobody was going to pick the Rams. Really? It was yeah. a shameful that's, that's moment. That's integrity, though. Yeah, it that's hurts. Yeah, how about that? He said he can't. Journalistic he, integrity. He reserved he, he the right to change it. Refuses. Game day, but as of now. Let me tell you, though, something. So I'm a huge Seahawks fan. You know, I got the Seahawks uh-huh. tattoo and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I often pick against them as an emotional hedge. Yes. Because that way that's a great point. you win both ways. Either mm-hmm. you're right or you're happy. That's right. Right. It's Maybe like not expecting that. any Christmas gifts. Right. Yes. And then when you get like the pair of underwear, you're like, oh, this is better than, better I, expected. than I expected. Win, win. It's all about setting expectations. Don't ever <laughs> buy me underwear for Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'll keep that in so mind. We're here in Atlanta. What all do you have going on? I know you're bouncing around to all kinds of shows. Is there like a show in particular you're excited about? Is there yes. a show that you want to let the viewers know that they should tune into because it's probably going to break the internet or Twitter <laughs> and it's such? I don't so, know. Just, Whatever I, comes to mind. Yeah, casual. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm hosting a Twitter like show, 1:30 p.m. Uh-huh. I'll tweet it out. ESPN with Diana Rossini. And okay. Word on the street is we have a special guest tomorrow <laughs> on our show. I've heard him called the Oprah of the Tomahawk <laughs> Show. <laughs> people are saying wow. that. Wow, that is amazing. And a lot of people are saying hey, it. It's nice weird. Nice job, Oprah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> So me, I'll be joining Mia tomorrow on the show. Is Diana on the show too? Diana's on the show, and oh, also, do you remember? So, we've got Tariq Cohen. I'm oh. hoping to recreate the Spider-Man meme, I but love in it. real life. And then I'm going to jump in as the third five-seven person. There you go. Get in the mix. A little bit of heightism Just going little, on right there. You know what? It's you're making a little, me uncomfortable. You're a little big for the show. Um, <laughs> real quick, we got something for you. We want to bring in here. This is a uh, Nat. This um, is our uh, producer, Nat, here. Yes, yeah, so we are going to open this up. 
We scoured your Twitter. Oh, this is very scary. Yes. And You've we got some skeletons in your closet, let me tell tweets. you. Oh, no. Oh, no. What did you do? And oh, this no. is the tweet. It says, if I ever pick the Patriots to win, please somebody shoot me. Oh. What wait, are your wait, thoughts? When was it from? I gotta know. Um, I don't. We don't have the date. That's date. relevant. <laughs> That's relevant because I gotta clue you into my mind. <laughs> what were What were your thoughts when you sent that tweet? So out? I'm guessing that was before I started working in sports. <laughs> okay. And um, but I was a crazy sports fan. But you're not fan. denying that the tweet was there. Oh no no, please. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not gonna say I, w- I was hacked. Yeah. By Lenny, my dog. All right, Lenny. That's the kind of thing he'd say. Um, Lenny gave me some hot takes. I will say that that was made up. <laughs> that wasn't a real fake. That wasn't a real fake. That's tweet. kind of our shtick, right? Are you That's serious? our fake tweet. Yep. I just How made that up. How sad is it that I thought I? Wait, see, you have her totally bought in. Like, that you know was what? I like to apologize to ESPN <laughs> and my mother. I'm gonna lose my job over this, oh, no. <laughs> but I'll own it. I found it so realistic. Yeah, I appreciate That's a new segment where piloting here called fake tweets. You got to appreciate the integrity though. That she, yeah, like, she totally owned it. it. The accountability was there. She was ready to just face the music. I even gave her the out. Like you're not. Denying you tweeted it? Are you sure no, you really tweeted me. that? It wasn't my I, I dog. Did. Sorry. <laughs> I was a big fan. I might be revealing too much of what's inside of my heart. Yeah. <laughs> With now we response. have to jump through all of Mina's old tweets. Oh. Um, yes, Fire Fest. Fire Fest. I want to know about Fire Fest. Of course. Did you watch that documentary? Of course I did. I've been th- I, Everything to me now just reminds me of Fire Fest. Yes, same thing. This <laughs> is Super like Bowl Radio Super Bowl Fire it's Fest. Like Fire Fest. So I was duped by Billy McFarlane. I was a Magnesis card holder. Stop! I'm no, not excited. I'm not no, proud of it. Do you feel sad for him? You have a totally different perspective. That's I had. I went to like some really cool events for Magnesis though. So until he he di- he jipped me on the J Lo private party, <laughs> I was all in. That being said, Are you? what I'm dead serious. Dead That's not even yeah. a joke. I have the card still. I'll, I'll let you see it. What <laughs> colleague of yours? That might be worth something. Don't get rid of that. that yeah, you, really yeah like, honestly. Yeah, like what colleague that you have worked with, that you've yes. worked with over time, would you think was most likely to fall for the fire fresh yes. fraud? Mike Gold Jr. <laughs> Mike Golick <laughs> wow. Jr. She's Sorry, Mike. Have to wow. Think about that it's for very, two it's very clear to me that it very was Mike Gold Jr. Very clear, Mike. Why, yeah. Mike? Um, because he has a tender heart. He does. And he also likes to party. And he oh. likes a like tender that. heart. You likes put those to party. two together, yeah. that is the recipe for yeah. fire. A fellow Magnesis. You really had a <laughs> I can pull up. Can you not look at that? Emails. It says this is spelled like. <laughs> I didn't. You know, with trademark laws, I'm like, oh, they probably couldn't trademark the other version of the word. He wants it to believe it. Yeah, I'm like, it looks like a black card. Boom. He got a lot of fun. It's not my proudest moment. You were a professional I know. It was the party. They're the worst. Man. They're the most gullible. We ones. went to a private party with Wale. I had oh, sweet tickets. So you, you can't. Say I went you to a sweet ticket, and the next day, next game, yeah, it was funny. What, what, what screwed me? And I'm gonna let you leave because they're telling me to wrap here. But what, what screwed me was they sent an email that said, "Hey, on March 10th, we're having a private party with J Lo in New York. Come out." I'm like, "Oh, perfect. That's my birthday. Bought two tickets for me and my wife. We're gonna go up there party on my 30th." Um, <laughs> And then they postponed it like right before then. And they were like, we'll get back to you when the new day comes. I didn't think anything of it until I was watching the documentaries. And then it dawned on me. They probably sent that, they sent that email out on everybody's birthday. Like whatever the date was, like if your birthday was April 9th, it would say, hey, on April 9th, we're having a J-Lo event. And they're like, oh yeah, of course. So I've been talking about Hawk to a lot of people here. I'm like, oh, I've been working more with this guy. He's so smart. He's so smart. He's so intelligent. All, all really starting to question that right now, folks. Starting the brand, Billy. Yeah, you owe me. This when this lawsuit comes, it's 
going to be a lot of money. Mina, we appreciate you joining. Yeah, thanks for we appreciate out. you coming back. You are welcome whenever. Open door policy. Good guests. Appreciate Obviously, guys. and tomorrow we're going to kill it per usual. I'm excited. Guys, tune favorite. in. Give Check me a Joe Hawk yourself. Go Hawk yourself. No, nope. Joe, uh, Joe Hawk oh, yourself. 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 Joe Hawk okay, yourself. Okay, okay. Joe Hawk yourself. <laughs> yes, I love it. Welcome back to the Tomahawk Show. We are live from the Twitter Blue Room here on Radio Row, week of the Super Bowl in Atlanta. And now it's our distinct pleasure to introduce you to the greatest kicker in NFL history, Adam Vinatieri. And Adam, whoever sits in that chair, we always say that they're the best at whatever they did. But <laughs> we can actually honestly say that you are the greatest kicker in NFL history. No one will not, laugh. Typically we're not somebody, bullshitting anymore. Yeah, when I call so, myself the best receiver, they laugh. Yeah. Um, no one's laughing at that yeah, right. because it's the truth. No, so, I'm just old, man. That's yeah. it. I just stacked some numbers together. That's it. How many seasons is it now? This uh, I just finished my 23rd That's a great question, season. By the way. I just signed another another contract for my yeah. 24th year. 24 years. There are players in the NFL, multiple players, that were not born when you started your career. I, I think the majority of my team now are probably <laughs> younger than my career at this You've point. You've been yeah. in the NFL longer than the lives of teammates. That is wild. Are you retiring anytime soon? Or are you going to play to your 98? I don't. You know what? I. I I knew one thing after we we ran off about 10 out of 11 games last year and got to the playoffs I knew one thing I wanted to come back for yes. for one more to see where we can go for yeah. sure so I I don't take him I'm not I'm not saying you know people are like you're gonna try to play the oldest player to ever play and all that <laughs> I'm not looking at any of that I'm just trying to just trying to help my team win yes. one game at a time and see where it goes any talks of an AV method book that we could watch like we talk about the TB12 method. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> 24 years is something I would sign up for. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, and it is. It's funny you say that because I know Tom has a, a pretty distinctive regimen to get uh -huh. him ready to go. Uh, and, and the older that I get, the more I realize I've added a lot to it. I spend a lot of time in the training room, mm -hmm. getting a lot of soft tissue work, trying to eat right and sleep and do all the little things because. The thing is, I don't feel like I've lost a lot of the strength. It's just it takes me longer to recover. Right. So after a game, I feel like the linemen, the big guys that are getting the crap knocked out of them all day long, I'm like, dude, I kicked 15 balls. Why am I so sore? But it takes me longer to recover, and I think that's the major difference the older you get. Frank Reich, first-year head coach, did amazing things in Indianapolis. What do you think makes him so special as a head coach? Uh, I, I love Frank. He's he's such an even keel. Like like you know exactly what you get with him. You know what I mean. And so so he comes in day one. He says this is what I'm all about. This is what we're going to be all about. And he never deviated from it all season. Didn't matter if we were one and five to start with. It's the end of the year. He had it. He he was he was so level-headed the whole time that it was easy to follow him it was easy to believe in his philosophies and his what he was trying to do and and with him and and Chris Ballard our GM they work so good together you know Chris brings in the personality drafts the right people that are going to be the right not only good football players I mean he, he did a great job some of our rookies were all pros and all that stuff but but not only that but but the good locker room guys you know guys that get along well and that's important I mean if you're gonna win games and if you're gonna win at all there's something special about that locker room and I can see that he's building the locker room around integrity and personality and guys that want to work hard and all that stuff so those two guys together man shoot this team is just is doing this at this point and, and you know when they first came in last year when Frank came in you know we're dead last in power and for 30 seconds these guys suck <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be right. terrible yeah. and 
I don't think anybody's saying that anymore. A big part of that, that turnaround was Andrew Luck and the job that he did. Nearly an for MVP sure. season. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. you got to have a star quarterback. Coming back after almost two years away from the game, really. Mm -hmm. uh, was there a moment in the last year when you saw Andrew Luck and said, he's back and he may be better than ever? You know, it, it was funny because everybody was just holding their breath going, when are you going to start throwing a ball? When are you going to start throwing a ball? But you could see it in his face. He was in a good place mentally. And then when he went out there, you could just you could just see he had it back. You know, even even a year ago when he was trying to rehab to finish the season last year, um, you know, watching him throw the ball. And, and I know it was hurting him and it was bugging him and all that. But I'm like, damn, he still got it. Even, mm. even when he wasn't where he needed to be, yeah. it's better than 99% of yeah. the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm like, when he gets his stuff ready, he's yeah. going to be back. And, and he did. And you know what? To credit our team, they, they drafted a couple young guys. They brought some good offensive linemen in to keep his jersey clean yeah. and give him some that comfort. It, it absolutely helps. So, so uh, I, I feel like the offensive line did a really good job helping Andrew feel comfortable in the pocket. And then it was just like, bang, 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 yeah. we're good to go. Now, you have been a part of Peyton Manning-led teams. You've been a part of Tom Brady-led teams. Is there something in Andrew Luck that there's overlap to or that you see in him that you've seen in those guys? Yeah, he has all the, the, the same X-Factor stuff. He's super, I mean, he's smartest guy in the building by yeah. far, you know. He's, so he's, he's super smart, but, but he can do all the physical stuff too, you know. The thing that I like about him is if he needs to run or if he needs to make a play with his feet, he does it too. But he's got all the passes and he's got all that stuff. So it was just a matter of building the team around hey if you got a superstar quarterback you're going to win eight <laughs> games a year yeah. now you build the team around him so you can win 12 or 13 like or 14 or whatever you know like that listen pay attention cleveland browns that's, that's some good <laughs> that's what they got. i think they just that's, did that we yeah, just yeah did they that. just did that we yeah baker's doing good game. Yeah. all right speaking of in the game we're here for the super bowl we got the patriots taking on the rams do you have a prediction I'm never, ever, ever going to bet against the Patriots. I've seen way too much thing, you know, happen. You know, everybody said this year was the year that they weren't going to be able to do it. Yeah. And they they beat the Chargers. They go into Kansas City and win that one. You give you give Brady and Belichick two weeks to get ready for this game. They'll have a good game plan. Now, no nothing against. The, I think the Rams have an exceptionally talented team. I think mm -hmm. they actually, if you look player by player, they maybe even have a more talented team. Yeah. But. Um, when you got Bill Belichick leading the reins, I'm never, I'm never voting against him ever, ever. And as a guy who gave Brady his first Super Bowl, I believe you. Yeah. We have had 72 guests on today. They've all picked the Patriots. That's a fake number, but they have all picked the Patriots. Nobody's picked the Rams. But and everyone has said the same thing too. I'm not going to pick against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Well, and here's the other thing. I played for him for 10 years. Yeah. So you know. I'm not ever going to go against that. Come on. Especially after coming up a loss, like they're not tasting a loss two years in a row. All right, so who are you partnering with? Who are you down here preaching the gospel of down here right I am here uh, supporting Omeprazole OTC, mm. which is an anti-heartburn medication. Mm. Now, listen, I don't know about you guys, but I know Super Bowl is a holiday for me. So yep. it's like Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'm going to eat probably some crazy food a little As bit. You should. And, and everybody's watching the game. They're stressed out. Heartburn kicks in. Omeprazole OTC is, is a great heartburn medication that uh, will just – will knock it out, you know? Yeah. So so the, the thing about Omeprazole versus the Prilosex or all that, what's the difference? They're exactly the same. They're just 
20 to 30 percent less expensive store brand type of uh, medication. So if, if any of you guys suffer from that or you know you're going to eat a bunch and get crazy, uh, go to dissolveyourheartburn.com oh, we website, your give you all the information you need. We needed right, to awesome. drop some off at the set because with our production meeting last night, we've already proven that the Super Bowl is a holiday and we're going to eat and drink like shit. Absolutely. So we're going to definitely be needing some of that. But yes. uh, and they call him the store brand version of me. So that's, <laughs> that's right. I'm like 20% cheaper. Yeah, he's 20% yeah. cheaper. Yeah. Why don't you I tell me perfect. about your record-breaking rants Yeah, yeah, well, see, I see your beautiful camouflage hat. I want to give you one as well. Oh, a couple you. koozies yeah. and stuff. But I'm going to wear We, we got to get him down there doing some deer hunting, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe. That would be Absolutely. Uh, out of his element, that's to right. say the that least. That would be awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Big 10,000 square foot uh, square foot ranch with uh, a high fence that's got a bunch of deer and elk and all kinds of exotics. Super fun. You go down yeah. with your buddies. We 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 hunt during the day. We come back and we probably need some obetrazole <laughs> when we're done with all the the the, the food and the drink oh, yeah. that we have. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great time. And and you guys, if anybody out there that likes to hunt, come check us out. All right. Well, there you have it. We appreciate you joining us on the Tomahawk, man. It's been a pleasure. The best kicker in NFL history, the best podcast in NFL history, Joe Hawk yourself. Now, here on the Tomahawk, joining us live from the Twitter Blue Room is Taylor Rooks, the best up, sports media <laughs> talent in the history of sports media. Why are you gassing me? Oh, that's Why real. No, that's real. He was saying that in Twitter poll. Tell me more. took a Twitter poll, and that's all anyone talked about. Taylor, how are you enjoying Super Bowl here in the ATL? It's amazing. Like, it's so great to come back to my home state, see all these mm. people here, loving it, getting Chick-fil-A. Like, it's great. Chick-fil-A. It's great. About Chicken that, and waffles. Uh, can we get another order of Chick-fil-A? I'm getting pretty hungry. Exactly. exactly. No, it's, it's great. I'm happy. I wish my Falcons were in it. Um, but it's gone another what year. Matt Ryan said. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. I don't even want to talk about it's Patriots right. game, so don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. But I'm happy. I'm happy everybody's here in the, in the Peach State. That's all we'll say. Um, speaking of blowing big leads, let's talk about the Fire Fest. Okay. What a, <laughs> that that's a, a pro. What a that's segue. A what that was a good what a segue. That's so, why we pay them the big bucks. We've been I'm talking, a volunteer. We were talking about Fire Fest documentary here. I got duped by Billy McFarlane. I was a Magnesis card holder. Don't judge me. No, no, no. Don't. <laughs> Look at that face. It was... It was for I mean, a when you project. say that, people have a completely people different judge, perspective on you. All of a sudden, they're like, "Man, I thought Hawk was pretty smart." Yeah, but I didn't even know those exist. Like that, there was real Magnesis card holders. Yeah, I was. I went to events. They were events were lit though. Like Wale. So you were in that house that they show in the documentary. Yeah, I was at like it was like a house party <laughs> with Wale. The Magnesis member. I'm like, I was at, I was status. <laughs> okay, wait. I, I have a question for you. Okay. Personal question, but you got to answer. Okay. How much money did you spend? On the Magnesis stuff. The Magnesis stuff. I got gypped out of like 400 bucks. Oh, I thought it'd be way worse. No, but like, so what, what he was doing is he was essentially like, so it'd be sweet tickets at the Nets. Two sweet tickets for, you know, $200. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I'll do that. I would do it, but he would be paying 600 for him on StubHub yeah. just to keep the smoke and mirrors going so he can get investors. So he wasn't, he wasn't duping us as much as he was duping the investors. Yes. Does that make sense? No, for sure. So he was delivering. He was taking a loss there so we can get bigger investments from the billionaires. It's so crazy. Did you guys see both? The yes, Netflix I, wa- and the I watched one? both. No, no. Which one did you watch? I have not seen either one oh. yet. Oh, you got it. And you I'm dying watch. because I love documentaries and we've yeah. been talking about it all day because that's any that's all anybody wants to talk about yeah. right now. So, so I can't wait. Of all the athletes that you've interviewed, of all the media members you've uh, had as your colleagues, 
which one is most likely to have gotten duped by Firefest Frog? <laughs> Besides Hawk. Because Besides you already me, know he got duped. I mean, clearly, he would have fallen listen, for anything. Clearly, I was, I was like buying people, a lot he of He was stock. on a plane on the way to the island. <laughs> I got to like, this jet turned around right in the middle of the air over the Florida Keys. I was told there'd be Who would be most likely? Well, I think one of the kind of underlying themes of the whole Fire Festival is just how much people want to look cool on social media. Yeah. And so I think maybe it's an athlete who has a big social media following. Okay. Um, like so we're out. We're like out. A little over 100,000. Yeah, right. They maybe want a little more, but they're cool. Like they're super cool. They just want some more. They just want some more. Okay. Like you want to get to 200,000? Yes. That's who could we see on there? I legitimately can't think of it. Are you like can't think of it because you can't think of it, or you can't think of it because you, can't narrow it down. you don't want to name them? No, 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 no. And then they're like, oh, what is that supposed to mean? Most Federal. likely to be on be at Fire Festival. I'm gonna come back to it. Okay, right. come back. I to can't it. think of it right Let's talk this Super Bowl moment. Really quick, I need your prediction: who wins, Patriots or the Rams? Like the Patriots are gonna win, but I don't want them to. Okay. So, so I'm going to speak Rams. into existence Rams. Let's Rams. That's what you're going with? I believe in the power of voice. Okay. Taylor Rooks is the first Taylor person, to the first person yes. today. The Rams. Yes. Okay. Everyone else is smart. Yeah. I'm, I'm too optimistic. I love it. So have you thought about who's going to get duped yet? No? Let's take a break. We're going to get this next segment here is because we're here in the Twitter blue room. Okay. We, this we why, got props? Yeah. We scoured through your Twitter of old tweets. And we had to pick a tweet to read you that oh you said, no. okay. What you year? Said, oh my God, no we way. We can't give you the year. We just give the, the, the it's tweet. It's going to be bad. It oh. is going to be bad. It says, call me crazy, but I still think I'm a better athlete than most of the players on the Bills. <laughs> that is weird. Weird flex, this is, but okay. This is what, like... Colleged me? What I year? Yes. I don't. To I, be honest, I don't remember don't saying that. I'm gonna need the receipts on that. Okay. <laughs> okay. That may be true, though. I mean, All right. I made it up. That was a lie. Yeah, yeah. She's another member of our fake tweet. I knew segment. I didn't say that. I couldn't think of anything. But I got a smart time. mouth, so maybe I. I yeah. Say I, that. Yeah, yeah. But here we go. Okay. So nobody to get duped by Firefest. Like, that I, I can't think right now. Like, maybe for the story, like Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley. You know? He'd be That's fun at Firefest, though. You think, is he a good I don't think Firefest like would be fun for anybody. He has, like, so many, like, fake. abstract ideas okay. that you would just be sitting around the campfire with no bed and no food listening to Michael Beasley. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> we gotta hit him up either. Um, and being locked in the airport. Yes. So yes. there was that. But, okay, Michael Beasley. I know, it was kind of a layup. Like, it was a I layup. It was tough. Right. We put it on the spot. Super Bowl parties, what are you yes. most excited for this week? Ooh, I'm very excited for the Maxim party. Okay. Just because I hear all about the glitz and everybody gets all cute. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, EA Sports parties tonight, that's okay. going to be fun. But then after that, like, T.I. and Big Boy are doing a roller skating party at Cascades. So I'm going to be in there like, new, yeah, new, yeah. you so know? They're paying us to be there. The party so we can never get in. <laughs> Not true. We're the guys. We're the guys. This is the party. Yeah. This is the party. We try to have a day party because <laughs> we try to see everyone tonight or during the day because they won't see us tonight. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, no, they'll see us, but they'll be like, they'll be walking by. No, they'll I don't like, see anybody else. So we're good. I'll see you inside. I'll see you wait, inside. Wait, so then what are y'all most excited for? Which event? Um. Uh, you know that when we curl up in, uh, yeah, in that king bed that yeah. we're staying in over at the Ritz? And we sob because we oh, don't have it. I'm flexing we, we with watch. the Ritz. Yeah. You know that the one at the Ritz that well, we're staying He's at the Ritz. 
I'm at the Motel 6. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm at the Econo Florida, Lodge. Florida, right? Over in Jacksonville. I'm, that was the closest I'm status at Magnesis and Econo Lodge. Honestly, that is so embarrassing that you did that. That like Because that means when you were watching, watching the documentary, you were like, yeah, that was, was me. Like Me and my wife were pissed. We are like, that's why our J-Lo tickets didn't come. This is, that is amazing. This that you is SOB. So did you ever have contact with him? Not, well, I thought no, but I guess technically he was probably the one writing me the emails. But you never met him? It no, I never met him. Okay. I never, like, he would be at the places, like, when it was a party. Like, there was Ja Rule one time. There was, like, Cameron. Like, when did Ja Rule become, like, the authority on things No, we I do? never went to the Ja Rule thing. I went to the Wale one. He was at the Ja Rule thing. Well, when I seen the, like... If, if, if they would have led with Ja Rule, I wouldn't have been a man. I would have known. No shade to Ja Rule, but. Yeah. Part of the reason no I haven't shade. seen the documentary yet is because I'm still holding out hope that Ja Rule is awesome. Because yeah. that reminds me of my college it. days. And it's murder. There's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of good memories. Being like the white college kid banging the Ja Rule in 50 Cent. Who's your favorite rapper? Uh, I don't listen to a lot of hip hop. Okay. But back in the day, I liked Tupac, Biggie, and yeah. like some of the game. old West Coast shit. Very nice. You can't go wrong if you say Tupac. Yeah. Biggie. Nobody will be like. I mean, wow. I realize Biggie's not West Coast, but yeah. Uh, Snoop. You know, yes. back. I, I want to say when there was a little more talent in the game. But oh, okay. oh he's going there. Okay. He's going there. I'm an old head. Giving a yeah. hip hop yeah. take. No, I feel it. I feel it. That could be a whole segment on the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Hip hop. So, who's your favorite hip hop artist right now? Well, I also very much so like old music too. Like for okay. me, I love Lauryn Hill. Like I'm okay. obsessed with Lauryn. Obviously, love Sade. Like that's my wheelhouse. Oh, so Sade. now I like SZA. Sade she like, was the name me. of the band, not the lead singer. Did you know that? Really? I, that's Sade. Lead name is Helen. Sade. But she is known as Sade. Yeah, but the band name is Sade. Her the name Fugees. is Sade. I found that on I found that out on Twitter from Jamil Hill. Really? I don't even know if it's right. We can fact check it. But if it's yeah, on Twitter, I, if it's I, on I, Twitter. Yeah, because I, I did not know that. That's really cool, though. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, now I know. Taylor, we appreciate you joining us here on I the Top I appreciate you having me. You guys are fantastic. Open I've door already told policy. them I love their podcast, so I'm honored. I am so honored. Likewise. Yes. Well, that does it here from uh, Twitter, <laughs> Blue Room. Joe Hawk yourself. Now, joining us here live on the Tomahawk from the Twitter Blue Room is the best corner and return man in NFL history, my OG, Adam Pac-Man Jones. Pac, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Of course. Is it okay to call you Pac? I know for a while you want to go on by Pac. Come on, man. Okay, okay so we're back we're to We're brothers, though. Like that. You've never not called me nothing. You're right. That. You're right. I tell everybody, man. I'm like, yo, they're like, who, what are your, your, your favorite teammates in NFL history? I'm like, it's Pac-Man Jones, man. You don't understand the energy this dude brings on a daily basis and really kind of helps you up your game because you're competitive as hell whether it's on the field, off the field, locker room, on the plane. And yeah, it just, it was, it was, a, it was a perfect definition of what it is to be in the NFL, man. Oh, yeah, man, it's fun. Like, if you can't enjoy practice, um, this might not be a game for you, or it might not last long, but I enjoy competing, doing anything, man. Yeah. Like, not only just football, um, I got a trucking company. I, I, I enjoy trying to be the best at whatever I'm doing. So, right. Um, that's what you're gonna get out of me at anything, you know, being a dad, teammate, or whatever. But life is good, man. So talk about that, man. What are what are some of the other things you're doing outside the field? I know this year you with the Denver Broncos, and your journey, like just in the league, has been so crazy. But it's sustained because the talent is so high. Like it's like, yo, when you're one of the best, like you have the ability to have that staying powder. Here you are, 
still a coveted corner in the league. Like, how does that feel? And again, what are some of the things you're doing off the field? Man, uh, my journey and, and this this journey that I had, this trip of playing football for the last 14 years, man, it's been amazing. Um, and I take the good with the bad, but I've learned a lot, and um, I've hope I've touched a lot of people through the journey that I've been on, man. Uh, football changed my life, you know. Mm -hmm. um, where I'm from, you don't make it out. <laughs> I yeah. can take y'all over there right now. Uh, uh, FYI, hashtag, don't go to the bluff of the west side. <laughs> but, um, for all you athletic, yeah, for, yeah. for all you <laughs> don't go to the bluff of the west do, side. Do not go to the bluff <laughs> of the west side. But, yeah, do yourself a favor. Um, it's been good, man. Um, I'm being an unbelievable father. That's where I'm spending most of my time at, man. Um, I have a couple little business going on, but being a dad and, and, and now that you are a little older, you be like, dang, man, my kids missed a lot of time yeah. from 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 me. So um, mm -hmm. I just can't wait, man. I'm going to play one more year, and we'll see how it go. But I'm definitely done after this year. Yeah. Um, um, but life is great, though, man. I, I, I can't complain at all. Like I'm, I'm so thankful. So in year 14, Pac-Man can tell year one, Pac-Man, one thing. What's that one thing? Um, first, I, I would pat him on his back and say, man, way, way to stay true to yourself through the ups and downs. When everybody told you what you can't do, you always said you could do, you know. But um, if I could change something, um, I would probably just say it was okay to be by yourself, you know. Now, I, I really don't like people around me. And... That come with a trust issue thing too, but like, mm -hmm. um, but when you get older, you, you really realize like it's okay to be by yourself. You know, yeah. it's okay to spend that time, twenty minutes in the mo in the morning, uh, meditating. You know, it's it's okay to slow things down. Um, when I was younger, everything was going a million miles per. I mean, everything's going a million miles per hour. You know, so um, I've learned a lot, man, and um, um, I'm very content with with the growth I've made, and I'm I'm happy as a person. Um, Way, like, when I first got in the league, there's no way I was as happy as I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, life has slowed all the way down, and um, I'm just trying to be the best dad and uh, family man I can be. And just take care of what I've, I've done, man, you know, yeah. and, um, and lead by example. Well, I remember we were on a radio show way back in the day, and you were kind of detailing your story a little bit. And one thing that stood out to me is how you talked about when you were growing up, like, the area you were from was so rough that the males in your family, in your circle, they died really early. So in your mind, you never thought about living past that. So everything you did was in that, you know, oh, my life is going to end at this age because all the males I know. I think, man, you talked about this in the locker room or something, but yeah, I really know my whole story. Like, <laughs> yeah. My dad uh, got shot and killed in front of me. My aunt, like, none of my males on my dad's side have lived to see 25 years old. So. I was the first one. Uh, that was probably the only day I didn't go out when I turned 25 because I was like, man, I'm gonna stay in the house and enjoy myself tonight. Yeah. Because, uh, but it's touching, but in the back of your, your head, it, it, I was thinking like, why would I be the one to make it to see over 25? And I lived that way for a long time, like just speedballing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of sitting back and, and knowing that God going to bless me and I'm going to be all right. But, you know, you live and you learn. And, um, yeah, yeah that, that, that was some, some fast times, I must mm, say. Man, a story of growth is what it is. Now, we got a yeah. segment called Fake Tweets. Um, and we pulled some tweets from you back in the day. And they're either going to be a real tweet or a fake tweet from you. 
and you have to make the decision. So your tweet is, Larry Fitzgerald is an overrated receiver, and when I see him, he's getting strapped on the field. Fake so, Twitter. Fake? Yeah. You didn't have to think real hard about that one. Judges? Fake Twitter. They're all fake. <laughs> That's why it's called the That's fake Twitter episode. The fake segment. Twitter episode. Okay, so Super Bowl, Patriots and Rams. We need a prediction from you before you get I out of here. Can't go against Brady, man. Can't go against <laughs> Brady. Anybody in their right mind go, or go, or who, who's going against Brady? <laughs> Not, nobody yet. Can we please cut up all the people that said they'll never <laughs> bet against Brady? Like, geez, they think we fed him those lines. The only right. time we had a chance of beating Brady is that year we beat him in yep. 15. And it was raining. Rainy, it like, was, yeah. We, I ended that, one, raining I ended that one with a pick, you baby. Did. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we did. We snuck one in on him. Yeah, we did. All right, Pat, we appreciate you joining us, man. Um, as always, open door policy. And appreciate everything you're doing, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Welcome back to the Tomahawk Show. We are here in the Twitter Blue Room on Radio Row. Yes. Super Bowl week. We have got the best receiver in Dallas Cowboys history with us, <laughs> mm. Amari Cooper. Thanks for sitting with, down with us, man. Uh, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, so we're what just is, a, what couple, is, a couple of regular guys. You yeah. know, Hawk is a great receiver, and so I'll let him take the first question. <laughs> wait, wait. I, I can't let you guys get away with saying that. <laughs> Look, the best ever. You got to wear it, man. That's what we do here. You come on. <laughs> Once you grace this seat, you automatically become the best. Yeah, we, okay, we had Irvine here earlier, and he I'll said, yeah. you're, the, you're the best ever. So he gave you that title. There you go. So, okay, you're here in Atlanta, man. We got uh, the Rams taking on the Patriots. Before we go anywhere else, I need you. To, I need to get a pick from you. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going with the Patriots. Of course you're going with the Patriots. <laughs> Everybody has gone with the Patriots. Can't go against Tom Brady, man. Why would I do that? There you go. Why would you go against Tom <laughs> Brady? Right. All right, so we got your prediction there. Let's talk a little bit about you from this season. You got traded from Oakland to Dallas and really just seen a resurgence in your season and then also, like, your career, right? Because it was at a point where people were making these assumptions about what the issue is and when you get into an environment, which right. I say to the young guys all the time, that is conducive, that shows your ability, it rained through, and that's what happened. You came through in a big way. Talk about making that transition and what it was like for you personally. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a, a tough trans transition anytime you get traded. It's uh -huh. really unexpected. I mean, now with social media, you have a little bit more of an idea. Yeah. Um, I don't know how, how much time I have. Uh, I don't want to run the <laughs> risk of being long-winded, but I had a coach who coached me at the Raiders. His uh -huh. name is Rob Moore. I played in the league for a long time, mm -hmm. 10 years, 10 plus years. And um, he started out as a Jets wide receiver. And he was just telling me how one time he took a flight and when he landed, it was a whole bunch of uh, media personnel there and they were asking him about how he felt about being traded. And he had no idea. Oh, wow. Right, so with me, um, I had heard rumors, had saw some things on social media, so I really had time to prepare mentally for it a little bit. Uh, so when the trade actually went down, it was still surreal at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I was kind of prepared for it a little bit. Um, but when the trade actually went down, um, you know, the first thing that crossed my mind was, you know, I have to adapt to this situation. If uh -huh. I want to survive, I have to adapt. And, you know, that was my focus. So when I went in, I was, you know, I was really focused on, you know, learning the playbook and just trying to prove that, you know, I fit in. Mm -hmm. So being in that Oakland Raiders locker room, I feel like my time in Cleveland at the end was a little bit similar because it seems like right now in Oakland, there's a tank going on. They trade you, they trade Khalil Mack. Right. It seems like what they're trying to do is get ready to set themselves up for big things when they move to Vegas. What was okay. the mindset in that locker room? Were, did people act actively in that locker room think like, these dudes are tanking? Like, we're not trying to win these games. What the hell's going on? Yeah, so a quick story. Um, 
after when Matt got traded, it was like a week before you know opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, our first game was on Monday night against the Rams. Their first game uh, as a Chicago Bear was on Sunday night against Green Bay. So we were able to sit down and watch their game before we went to our hotel room. Mm-hmm. And obviously, everybody knows how he dominated that game. He had like a pick six, a sack fumble, another sack. I mean, he just wreaked havoc that havoc that whole game. And guys were kind of looking at the game like. Happy for Mac, but like mad for the organization. Right, so we actually had to have a meeting about what Mac did on that yeah. Sunday night. So we played Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, when we came back in Wednesday, we had a meeting about that. Wow. Uh, because some guys were just mad. Like, you know, are they really trying to win here right. at the organization, or am I just here for nothing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, that's like I always tell people when the organization makes those decisions or whatever, and even if fans are with them and they say, oh, you get this capital or whatever, as a player, you train all year to go out there and win as many games as possible. So whenever exactly. you get that feeling that the organization is no longer trying to win, it hurts because it goes against everything you are as an athlete, everything you're working for, everything from the name on the back of your jersey to the front. Right. So that's a great point that you said. Um, you leaving the Oakland Raiders for, again, it was whenever there's turmoil, everyone starts pointing fingers. And how professional sports work is everyone starts angling, oh, this is the problem, that's the problem. Did you feel vindicated in some ways when you went to the Cowboys you had the almost immediate success you helped turn their season around and say, like, look, I told you guys it wasn't me. <laughs> like, it wasn't me. <laughs> look at the film. You can see I'm the same player I was a week ago. Oh, wow. That's, that's kind of funny. No, I didn't think about it in, yeah. in, in, in that way at all. Um, you know, my whole thing is I want to be a great football player. I want to be the greatest receiver to ever play the game. Those yeah. are my goals. Um, and so when I got to the Cowboys and I started having success, the, the, that was the way I was thinking about it. Okay, I'm back on track to mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So in Dallas, how are you received by that fan base? Oh, man, Dallas fan base is crazy. They kind of remind me of the Alabama fan base uh, from my mm. college days. Um, really passionate fans, um, always there for you. Um, love the organization because they know it's a big time organization but I think I was received well they kind of picked up things quickly um, yeah. from the coop chance yeah. um, they picked that up quickly yeah. when you were in Alabama I remember your freshman year I was playing with the Bengals my roommate was AJ Green on the road so I forget what it was we're watching we always watch college games the day before we were watching the Alabama game and you were going off AJ was out of his bed the whole time like yo this dude is going to be a problem he could not believe how dominant you were at Alabama and we would watch you literally every Saturday. So it was really cool to see the receiver you've turned into and the career you're really carving out for yourself. Man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Shout out to AJ Graham. Big fan. Yeah, big fan. man. Yeah. So tell us who you're partnering with there down here in Atlanta. Yeah, Gatorade. Uh, they just released this new product called mm-hmm. Gatorade Zero. It doesn't have any sugar in it, uh, but it has the same amount of electrolytes as the regular Gatorade. Uh, it's really good for me to use in this all season, so that's what I plan to do. Mm. All right. Pac Sounds probably good. wouldn't like that one because he's looking for maximum sugar, so he'll yeah. probably go with the regular Gatorade, but I'm very me, I'm, I'm a little bit of a low sugar guy, so i got to pick me up a little bit of that gotta Gatorade Zero. got to always watch that sugar. got to watch the sugar. I'm going to pick that up myself with the no sugar. <laughs> all right, so i got a question for you. You are named the President of the United States. Who is your Vice President? That's a good question, man. One person, anybody in the world. I'm going to go with my man Shafi Fields right there, my yeah? agent. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I like that. The yeah. man who gets Mr. Get the Deal Done. Yeah, get the deal <laughs> Over done. Over here. Okay, so that's your Vice President. Have you seen the Firefest documentary? I have not. You haven't? Okay. Essentially, it was a fraud festival that nobody saw coming. Everyone got duped. What is it um, called again? It was called Firefest. It's on Netflix. It's about this guy who starts this festival, and it's essentially when they get there, 
it's terrible and everyone paid this money they sold it like influence like Kanye West is going to be there all this stuff wow of all your former teammates <laughs> who do you think is most likely to have gotten duped by the fire fans of all my former teammates. Yeah, who do you think was the most gullible? That so, that's what I was about to say. Who, yeah. you, who do I think is the most gullible? I can't. I don't know. All right, we'll give you the out here. Yeah, give me a pass on we'll that We'll give you the pass. We'll get back well, to you What he meant tomorrow. to say was Nick Saban. Nick Saban. <laughs> I'll Clearly, talk it. It's Nick Saban. We appreciate you joining us here yeah, on the man. Tomahawk, man. Enjoy Atlanta. And again, keep doing your thing. We're proud of you. All right, yeah. thank you. I appreciate you. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break to talk about our friends over at Toyota. Toyota isn't just a car company, and the new podcast, Toyota Untold, isn't just about cars. It's about mobility. It's about overcoming challenges like me trying to ease up on the soda, helping people move physically, socially, and emotionally. It's about finding solutions like we can't seem to do for Nat's terrible hot takes. When you think Toyota, you think sustainability, triumph, facing fears, celebrating life, and rethinking what's possible. In Toyota Untold, you'll hear unique and insightful behind-the-scenes stories, such as how a son's love for his mother led to Toyota's unlikely origin as an automated loom company, why and how a Toyota Tundra was used to tow a space shuttle through the streets of LA, and how robotics, other advanced technologies, and mobility services are being researched and developed to address challenges for the elderly, disabled, and even Olympic and Paralympic athletes. Discover how Toyota is rethinking mobility in the brand new podcast, Toyota Untold. You can find Toyota Untold right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Let's get back to the show. Listen, welcome back to the Tomahawk Show, live from the Twitter Blue Room. We have none other than the best tight end in NFL history, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, back for his second visit on the Tomahawk Show. Yes. Travis, how are things? Things are fantastic, and we were just talking. I, I, this entire time, I thought it was Thomahawk. Thomahawk. <laughs> that was the first time we've heard it, but I'm and never going to stop saying it. Hey, then Joe, I realized. Joe Thomas. Yeah, nice to meet realized, you. Uh, my Joe, Thomas. Thomas. Joe Thomas, uh, my guy. Also joined by our third voice, Fat Nat, three T's on Twitter. If okay. you're paying attention at home, she is uh, the third voice producer and editor of the, of the show. Um, so I wanted to introduce her because I don't think she was yes. here last time. No, she was. Yes. Not. You were meeting. All right, so Super Bowl. We got the Rams, we got the Patriots. I got to start it off with, who do you think is going to win? Ah, that's a, I, I can't really, I can't pick a side right now. Yeah. It could go, it could go either way in my mind. Yeah. I mean, right now. That's a hot take. This just ends. <laughs> this game really good could on go TV either someday. way. That was, somebody write that down so we can make sure we can use that. I can elsewhere. go into depth of what I really meant, but. <laughs> Someone I can really just might say it can go score more way. points, but then the other team might also. Score more How about points. that the game of football. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't you really you really don't know who's going to win. You don't you're not comfortable making a pick. I, I could not put money on either one because I play football, but also because <laughs> okay. I, uh, it was illegal. I, I can't pick. Roger, because he watches every episode. Trust me. Um, all right. Well, most we'll say this: 100% of our guests have picked the Patriots. Dang. Yes. I guess I, that makes me the oddball out, doesn't it? Do you know why they picked the Patriots? If you can um, guess the line that they used. <laughs> For why they guessed the Patriots. Andrew will give you his picture. Hold on. Today. We're going to talk to our producers. Are we good? Okay, yeah. We'll give you $1 million cash. Cash? If you can say the exact line that everyone said of why they picked the Patriots. Because they beat the Chiefs. Wow. Ah. I'm sorry. That was a great guess. So sorry. So close. The, the correct answer was because they won't bet against Tom Brady. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that kind of weighs in. That kind of weighs into my uh, reason why I won't bet. Also because I don't play football, but right. also because I also, can't bet against Tom. Now, is there a little animosity there because 
the Patriots had to go through the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl? Yes. Okay. <laughs> More. It's all, about, it's all about honesty and openness, <laughs> and I appreciate that. This is what we do. I can totally understand that. So, let's not talk about Patriots. Yeah. Let's not talk about the Super Bowl. Fuck that. Hold on, right. let me show you something. I want to know, what is Travis Kelsey? What's the highlight of his offseason before you guys get back to the grind in April? Um, you got any big trips? Anything man, planned? I would say New York, man. I'm going to venture into the Big Apple. Nice. I've, ne- I've never mm. just stayed out in New York before, and really? uh, I'm going to really get out there and experience the city for what it's got. Oh, what do you plan to do? Like, you're going to catch a show? I mean, oh yeah, Broadway maybe. Broadway some, some good dinners. So like, yeah, no, I'm definitely not. I heard parties. the food's amazing out there, as it is uh, everywhere, right? Because it's food, and people can. Food cook. is good. I yeah. mean, McDonald's <laughs> is pretty good too, actually. Yeah, I'll go for McGriddle any day of the week. <laughs> Did you know I was a former Patriots receiver? Not to make things uh, weird. Yeah, no, I didn't. I thought you were only in Cleveland and Cincinnati. Yeah, I signed there and I was there for like a month before I retired. Um, but this proves it. So that is my what Patriots is key card. They I'm give you a school card? Take that from yes, you on your way out. Then my lunch card that's, for the Patriots. That, you got swipes on that thing? Yeah, um, so we're going to set that here. Not to get make things weird, but we are. <laughs> Um, so you're rooting for the Patriots? I'm not rooting for the Patriots because I was also a Ram for a day. I signed there <laughs> back today. So it's like everyone's calling it the Hawk Bowl. That's all anyone's talking about here. Hawk is they're like, which Hawk team? Well, I got to get your take. So Hawk gets signed by the Rams uh-huh. and they give him number 13, which was Kurt Warner's number. Kurt yeah. Warner had just left. So if you were in Hawk's situation, would you have seen that as a good sign or a bad sign? That's a good question. Good sign. Good, Good sign. That's what they're like, oh, they're, they yeah. want to keep me. They they want me to be the next Kurt Warner. That's why they gave me his <laughs> yeah. number. Sure. He had another take. He said, you should have known they were going to cut you after one day because there's no way they were going to let you wear the number 13. So you're telling me the day that Johnny got cut, the next guy that was number two, you knew he was gone. Well, I think Johnny's career and Kurt Warner's career is probably a little bit different in the NFL. It's more we'll like, that. It's more like, the, like when they sign an undrafted guy this year, the Browns, and they give him number 73. Yeah, right. It's not a good sign. Not a good sign for you. you They're not giving that one out for a couple more years. Number 73. GQ tabbed you the funnest person in the league. Did they really? Yes. It says it right here, so it has to be true. It has to be true. If it's on our culture, who is the funnest guy you've ever played with? Um... The funnest guy in terms of personality, or just yeah, like in game? Because I mean, Mahomes. I mean, he's a blast to play with. Is he really? Yeah, he's an absolute blast to play with. Just because he's the unexpected man. Yeah, everyone calls him the, like the Steph Curry of the NFL. He is. He's the most like exciting guy in terms of on the field that I've ever played with. What is the, the craziest thing you've seen him do? The fourth down versus the Ravens. I, it's yes. it's crunch time. We have yet to get home field advantage in the in the AFC. We got to win this game, and it's fourth down. We're down. We're losing. It's like fourth and nine. I'm making a move on a guy on the sideline. I get a little bit open. I'm like, oh, it's got to be coming to me. He's rolling out towards my side. He sees me. We've done this a million times. And he just hucks it 40 yards downfield. I'm just like, no. <laughs> I'm like, the ultimate risk. Like, throwing 40 yards downfield to a guy just running in, into, like, madness. There's just chaos in the middle of the field right there. And sure enough, hit him right in the breadbasket. What is... You are known for your style. At least I, that's why I do. I don't care about your football. I'm like, he's a yeah. swag guy, is what I say. He's got a nice outfit on, and I like the hat. Everything really he wears is swaggy. So who are your top five stylish players in the NFL? Like, who are, there's going to be some feelings hurt here. That's just the way it yeah. is on the Tomahawk Show. So give me five um, guys that you're like, their style is legit. I think, uh, softly, I think Alvin Kamara has a very unique style to mm-hmm. him. Um, I was just with him the other day. Um, a guy, uh, a young guy, Jamal Adams, I think brings yeah, it. I like Jamal. Safety, safety from the Jets. Um, who else really brings it? Uh, 
I would say Odell is obviously one of the big names. He, okay. He, he was on the front cover at GQ, so yep. you gotta you gotta put him. Gotta in give there. him respect. <clears throat> um, dang, who else is really into it like that? I don't know anybody in the NFL. Do you? <laughs> no, I really don't know anyone. Well, we're not in players. You know, anymore, I don't. So we got no <laughs> nobody idea. talks to us. We're clueless. Um, you got the old school bronze on, oh, man. Oh yeah, St. Vincent and Mary. Shout out to Northeast Saint- Ohio, man. Shout out to Northeast Ohio. <laughs> when are you coming to play for the Browns? Um, well, the contract is up in three years, which I'll probably okay. sign another contract in Kansas City. I'll probably be last that one. So, yeah, so like maybe after years. When you're like yeah. not any good anymore, like after like 19 years, yeah, you're like, I, I gotta, feel I feel like, I feel like I would, I would like, my career could not be complete without having at least one brown shirt. You, you got to have on the back. one Kelsey yes. brown shirt. You know what I mean? Whether I, I make would, it I on NFL.com or I don't know. All right, well, we're going to get to what you're here for and what you're pushing, but we have a segment that we... Have to start. Do you have that that tweet? Um, say oh, here we go. We're gonna walk it in here. So here on Twitter Blue, when we scoured your old tweets. Oh no. And we're gonna read oh, no. you old tweets, and we want to get like where your headspace is at when you tweeted it. This is gonna be. It says. <laughs> hold on. Oh, can you get it. the year first? I can't give you the date. That's the rule. We can't right, give you the right, date. Cool. It says, if I was a porn star, my name would be Tropical Thunder. <laughs> That was just a career what that I was your, ready to get into. <laughs> that what was your I thought process when you formed that tweet? Um, I feel like it's a good variety. Okay. Um, you could be anywhere that you yeah. wanted to be and fantasize in that aspect. So okay. I mean, from that point on, yeah, I'm still I stand behind that. I think that you was still stand by. Yeah, You're I think like that was like two years ago, really. It wasn't that long. It wasn't ago. that long ago. <laughs> it was, uh, it was on Tuesday, actually. Came, now that I look at the date, it was uh, right, Tuesday, right after. The AFC Championship. No, that was a fake tweet. Made that up completely. <laughs> Not something you tweeted at all. Um, it's funny how many people buy it, though. Yeah. When you tell them, they're like, yeah, I probably did. They you own know, it. I, that means I you're a man it. of accountability. Because yeah. you're like, yo, whatever. If they pulled it, it's legit. I'll own it. <laughs> Tropical Thunder. Golly, this show you know is it. so fake. It's <laughs> Nobody won. This is actually not even hooked up. It's None of the cords are plugged Somahawk in. show. So what are you down? Who are you partnering with here on, um, on Radio Row? So back to a serious note, I'm partnering with uh, Emergent Biosolutions, and what they've been able to do is uh, they, they created an unbelievable product that saves lives. Uh, the opioid overdose uh, mm. crisis in America is uh, something very serious. It keeps getting bigger every year, and what we're trying to do is just make people aware and educated um, about the medicine that they're taking, the medicine they're prescribed. Talk to your physician, your doctor. Um, the the the, the product that this company has been able to uh, put together, the, na- the nasal naloxone, is, um, it saves lives. And, and just want to have a, a conversation with your pharmacist um, to not only, one, understand the meds that you're taking, but two, have this uh, device or have this um, lifesaver in your first aid kit if anything goes wrong. Man. And that website is BeAwareBePrepared.com. BeAwareBePrepared.com. BioSolutions. That's amazing, man. Incredible cause. It's affecting a lot of people, especially the areas that we all come from. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing. They couldn't have picked a better ambassador. Um, yeah, I think that does it. We have a couple of social questions before you get out of here. We do. We're going to kick yeah. it over to, to ahead, Nat. Man. So, you're a president. Uh-huh. Who's your vice president? Anyone in the world? Andy Reid. Wow, wow. that's a fast Give answer. Give us a why. He has it. Yeah, we got to know why. I trust Andy with my life. <laughs> wow. Is he that smart? Because that, that's, that's what everyone smart. thinks he, about he, him. He finds a way to, you know, maneuver around all the BS. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, I trust him leading the country for sure. Are you negotiating a contract? Andy Reid for president. <laughs> he so said he's up in just three signed? years. Um, two years ago. I okay, resigned. Okay, I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, Andy Reid, you could be the president. <laughs> we should be together forever. No, I like that. All right. All right, our second question. Have you seen the Firefest docs? Yes. 
okay. parts, bits and pieces, parts. You know what it is. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get on it. Twitter. Okay, get it. so which one of your teammates would have purchased tickets to the Firefest? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I would have no doubt. I would have no, no hesitation doubt. at all. I been on that island oh, trying yeah. to get my bag I'm off in. of a semi. Yeah. I been, I'm like, what is this? Uh, What's yeah. going on? It's got the three best parts of every party. Beaches, Ja Rule, and pigs. <laughs> That's what I was like, thinking. How is that not a home run? Apparently, when I tell people I love Ja Rule, it's a bad take. Well, I, I still can't figure that out. I'm, I'm not exactly sure why. When Ja Rule became not cool anymore. Oh, you should probably follow 50 Cent on Instagram. <laughs> but I think that does it for our boy Travis Kelsey. Back again here on the Tomahawk Show. We appreciate you, man. Enjoy the rest of your week in Atlanta. Always fun, guys. Joe Hawk yourself. We need to have Travis in. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the camera. Let him know what we need. What we think. Joe Thock. Joe. <laughs> Joe, Joe Tomahawk yourself. Joe, Joe Hawk yourself. Now joining the Tomahawk Show here at the Twitter Blue Room is Texans Corner, the best corner in NFL history. Mm. Kareem Jackson yeah. is gracing us Let with that his presence. Let smile out of the bag. Yeah, there it is. I appreciate that. Love it, That's a hell of an intro. Man. Thank you, man. That's what we do. I, I appreciate it, man. I come here every day then. Yeah, we're really good on the intros because everything yeah. after that is it's total bullshit. Downhill. Pretty All right, well, let's, let's get the bullshit going then. So everyone knows I'm Joe. This is, Spec that up. I'm Andrew Hawkins. No. This is Joe Thomas. I think we should go with it. All right, I'm Joe Thomas. I'm Andrew, Andrew Hawkins. Hawkins. Joined all the way as Natty Ice over there. So we're here at the Super Bowl week. We got the Patriots taking on the Rams. We got to start it off with what's your prediction for who the winner is going to uh, be? Man, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, man. Oh, wow. Good answer. It's hard. Great man. answer. We really needed that. It. It's hard. So I'm going to say Patriots 28-21. Uh, 28-21 Patriots. Who was the uh, top quarterback that you had to play against this year? Top quarterback this year. Man, uh, man, we played Andrew Luck late in the season twice. First round of the playoffs, and mm, I can't remember what the other game was, but it's around that time when he was just torturing everybody. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna say he was probably the probably the top quarterback this mm -hmm. year. You know, um, we played Brady earlier, but um, he he had a hell of a year. Andrew Luck. What type of growth have you seen from Deshaun Watson in the uh, second season? Man, uh, to me, man, he, he carries himself like a 10-year vet, man. Um, the way he comes in, his approach to the game, you know, uh, you know, just his practice habits, you know, the way, you know, take care of his body and stuff, man. Just to kind of see that, man, and, uh, I mean, as a, from a guy that's so young, you know, his second year, you know, I mean, really his first full year, you know, in playing, you know, because you know, tore his knee up that first year. So, mm -hmm. um, I mean, just to see that, man, that's, you know, that's that's huge, you know, in a, in a guy, you know, to see him when they're that young. We're big Deshaun Watson fans here. Yeah, I'm sure everybody is. Yeah. <laughs> with good reason, though. Yeah. Man, he's a great player. Great there player. There you go. Well, aside from football, because I'm sure you've been talking about that all day, <laughs> I saw that you just had a feature in Inked Mag for about all your tattoos, right? Yeah, I did. I did. You did. You so saw that? I did see that. Okay. She's a big so fan. That was, She's got a lot of tattoos. Cool. It's all hidden by this outfit she's wearing. She is, she is covered. Literally, have a there is nothing you can't see that's not tattooed. <laughs> How so, many tattoos do you have? Yeah. At this point, I, I, I really don't know, man. Uh, wow, I, lots. Well, numerous. your tattoo guy's in Atlanta. That's yeah, what the article yeah. said. So while you're here, are you planning on getting any more? No, I'm not. Um, I have an appointment next month. Uh, okay. This guy, I've been doing some work with the guy, uh, Nico Hurtada. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he does an amazing, amazing job with portraits. So um, 
last time I had a chance to go out and, and get tattooed by him, and he did a couple of portraits for me, so I'm going to go see him Matt next gets month. all of her tattoos in Cancun when she's on spring break. Yeah. yeah so uh, she doesn't your frogs. Because I'm still in school. <laughs> Senior frogs tattoo. That's yeah, right. the, I, say, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> spring break tattoo is usually spring bad, man, because it's like... You probably don't know what you get until that next morning. Oh, wait, that's a beauty. She loves the elements. She loves the surprise. It's kind of weird. That's why she signs up for it. What, what's man. your favorite tattoo? My favorite, um, I got a couple favorites, man. Obviously, the breast cancer ribbon or the cancer ribbon in itself. Um, mm -hmm. I have my daughter footsteps, my oldest daughter. I had to get my youngest daughter footsteps. And um, I got a, a tattoo. Me and all my boys that I grew up with, that we have a tattoo. And it's called, um, it says Brothers from Another Mother. And we all just got like, you know, in whatever script that we wanted, so we, I got that also. So um, I don't think you have any tattoos, Hawk. I have none. I, have I don't have any tattoos. I have, have a, a scar. Scars. I got a scar. Scars kind of like a tat. Yeah, scars hurt. So Ink you know, mag. If you're watching, I'll <laughs> at your boy. So for a couple of guys that don't have any tattoos, what would be your advice for somebody that would be thinking about? Yeah, maybe I want to dive into the waters and put just, some ink on my body. Uh, just get something meaningful, man. Where do you put it? Like that's always my thing. Like if I got a tattoo and I got one on my arm, depends what that the would tattoo look weird is. now. I don't, yeah, think you don't so. want to get a small one. Like I don't a, think so. I mean, you don't think? just obviously you want to get something meaningful. Don't go and get something that don't just just like and everybody so seeing that. Like, why yeah. why did you, you get that? You want to go the barbed wire route? And for your first one, man, if you go your first one, you got to go all out. Don't go get something small because then you gonna be like, damn, I should have got something bigger. So you're right. So got go big or go home. Yeah, go go big or go home, I man. I, I, I think I, <laughs> you have a tag. Well, yeah. I actually also Talks. have the cancer ribbon on oh, my finger. That's dope. There you did, go. did that hurt? Not at all. Ah, uh, and that's another Tat thing. Twins. Don't listen to nobody that say tattoos don't hurt. They hurt. Well, that's it depends where it is again. They what, all hurt. Where are we on face tats? Are you <laughs> never never get a face tat? I'm, I'm not my neck either. No, no neck. neck no yeah. Face. Everything else is on, like from that from the foot up. If it's not, uh, the I, neck I, I won't. Face. I won't put anything on my foot. Okay. But um, from the ankle up, fair, fair game. game. Fair, fair game. game. Open canvas. <laughs> yeah, cause I only pretty much only really have my stomach left. So. All right. So well, who ahead. on your team has the worst tattoo? That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Let so, me think. There was a player that I played with. Uh, he had in his genital area all you can eat under a buck. And then he had no uh, a, a white tailed buck tattooed like on his stomach area. And I always oh thought, my. man, that's the worst tattoo I've ever seen. Josh so McCown, you're crazy. Josh McCown, if you're listening, you're not going to be happy that I just exposed you. But wow. do you have any teammates that they know it? Like, if you have a bad tattoo you got when you were 18 on spring I play, break. I play, like I, I play with a guy. I won't put his name yeah, out we don't there. Have to, we don't have yeah, to put my blast. No yeah, snitches and, on and, us. And, and it's, it's one of those tattoos you only can see like when you're getting in the shower. I'm sure that's the only <laughs> time you saw yeah. his. Yeah. And he had, well. I I thought it was, I think it had a picture. It was SpongeBob, but it was like this <laughs> big. It was on That's his what you should get. Hot. It was on his Spun ass, though. On his ass. On his ass. It was on so his he's ass. He's also a fan and, of and I'm like, Frog Cancun tat. And I'm like, what is that? He was just like, man, I lost a bet, man. And oh we my was, God. he said it was all somewhere. He was, they was all drunk, and he lost a bet. Cancun. And they Hawk, went in there that night. How many retweets for you to get a SpongeBob tattoo? Ah, for me to get a SpongeBob right here, tattoo. right here, right in the on middle. My arm. And it has to be one inch by one inch. I don't even. So it's got to be small. Twitter. Is a dangerous thing. You could say ten million it, and like how ridiculous to go out and they would do it. Yeah, you, so you, I'm not even playing this game with you, Matt. <laughs> you're definitely gonna get all those I retweets. Tried. 
I, I had another teammate. Sorry to keep no, going on the tattoo thing, thing and uh, cut him off. I'm going to get fired after the show. But <laughs> I had a teammate in college who had your name tattooed on his ass. And his pickup line, it was like Y-O-U-R, space name, like <laughs> your name. Kareem Jackson, so, I'm like, that is <laughs> That is crazy. Weird. <laughs> That's so weird. But his pickup line at the bar was always, hey, babe, I've got your name tattooed on my ass. That's wild. And, yeah. and then it would be like, oh hey, God. no, you don't. Well, I bet you a drink or How whatever. How bad does your that's game ridiculous. have to be to go yeah, to that bad. length? He claimed it worked really well. So but yeah. you, you don't have any tattoos? I either? do not have any tattoos. I've often Wait, thought, what's, like, what's your worst, if I was like, going to get one, what's, the, what's, get crazy, what's, what's your craziest tattoo? I, well, I only have three. They're lying. I'm not covered <laughs> oh, in tattoos. All right, well, what's your craziest tattoo? <laughs> that's oh. a great craziest question. Craziest tattoo. Well, it's not crazy, but I have a matching tattoo with my sister on my ankle. And you know those? I know. So you know those? it? A stick, stick figure. figure you know the little cup phones with the string oh, uh -huh. yeah. so i'm okay. listening and she has the same one on her other on her ankle and she's oh, talking that's cute yeah that's yeah. cute yeah because she's dope, by the way. we're long distance oh thank you yeah. i got so you that's right. cute i like that i like that <laughs> all right you're down in houston i gotta ask you the question who's the biggest star in houston is it jj watt or is it james harden Ooh. who owns the city that's a great question I'm gonna say JJ Watt, man. JJ wow. Watt owns the city wow. of Houston. With, with, with what he did for uh, with the, the Harvard hurricane. relief, yeah. Yeah. over. Oh man, yeah. he could he could probably run for president in all of Houston and maybe all of Texas. He's definitely gonna vote for him. So actually, we had Dak on earlier, and mm -hmm. he said he's running with Zeke as his vice president. And uh, so there's gonna be a new battle for Texas because if it's you and JJ Watt versus J Dak uh, and Zeke, yeah. JJ's gonna win. I was going to say, I, I thought they were oh, man. hands down going to win Texas. Um, <laughs> he's more of an independent. He's a Green Party guy, yeah, so I'm, he's going to go for the third party candidate. I'm voting for JJ and Kareem. Yeah. Or, oh, when I leave, you're going to change it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm voting for you, man. Do that. Yeah, hey. I'm campaigning for you. That's cool. That's so if you, if you were president and you could pick anyone as your VP, doesn't have to be JJ Watt, who would you pick? Anyone in the world. in the world. I'm picking my guy, Jonathan Joseph. J. Joe. Nice. The my other guy. JJ. My guy. The <laughs> other my JJ. guy, man. No, hands down, no discussion. JJ's a good dude, man. What's your yeah. platform? My platform? Yeah, you know, you're running for president. You're going to uh, end world hunger or uh, Medicare for all. getting really know, deep something. into politics. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't even have to like, now you got to. heard what I said. My platform. <laughs> like, hey, hold on, Your platform man. is Houston Texans so should so. win the Super Bowl. Free shoes for everybody. Free shoes. There you go. I'm I like it. For I'm going to vote yeah, Free shoes. All right, we got one more social me. question for you. So, you can ask it or you got it. Ask? You got it. Okay. Take it over, Nat. Have you seen the Firefest docs, the documentaries? I haven't. Have you heard of the Firefest? I Let me right, explain Hawk, it to you. Give me Hawk, explain it. Fire Fest essentially was a festival that uh, was touted by the ownership group, which included Ja Rule, as the biggest music festival we'd ever seen. It was in a private island in the Bahamas, supposedly the old island of okay, Pablo okay. Escobar. I, I, I think I heard of that. Okay. And it was supposed to be influencers. Kendall Kardashian a few was pushing back, it. Right? A few uh, years back, yeah. the people buy the tickets, they go down, okay. and it's all, it's hell on earth. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. nowhere to sleep, there's no food, they're trapped in airports, and it was basically a big fraud. Right. That is the fire fest. Here's the follow-up question. <laughs> so, who of your teammates would have bought tickets to go to the fire fest? Would have. Um, who on your team, like, who would be the guy that is most likely to get finessed? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say two guys. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes! I'm going to say two. I love it. Andre Howe. 
Yeah, okay. And Bernardrick McKinney. Oh, what makes fantastic. them so finessable? <laughs> I don't want to say. We don't want to, okay. Well, no, okay, Hawk, that Hawk is very finessable, too. Just, yeah. just because those guys, man, like, you can tell them anything, they're going to be like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> like, for real? They're going to be like, yeah. I, man, I'm telling you, man, the sun is like five inches from, <laughs> as soon as you walk out the door, you can touch the sun. Like, you know, for the real? sun is over there on, on uh, Duham Street. I said, man, go out there and check it. Like, those, they, they, they those type of guys, like, for real? Do you think they're like Kyrie, that they think the earth is flat? Like, they're buying into that myth? Maybe Andre Howe yeah. <laughs> Maybe Andre Howe. Another question, another hot take button question here on the Tomahawk Show. Do you believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? Yeah. Ooh. Sometimes my house be making some weird noises, weird man. Noises. That's because it's a ghost. Then I'll be, I'll be like, man, maybe it's a ghost, man. I'll be like, you know, ghosts. So you're in between. You don't know. Yeah. I'm in between. I'm going to say you're I'm in between. in between, man. Okay. He's a no-ghost guy. I'm a ghost guy. I have yet to find guy. anybody that believes with me that there are no ghosts. That's because you're an idiot. <laughs> and that is the perfect segue into ending this part of the interview. We appreciate you joining man, us here on the Tomahawk, you, man. man. Enjoy I your appreciate time it, man. I had a lot of fun. And we appreciate you, you giving us some time. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you along next time we get our first tattoo. Yeah, yes. The next time tattoo. we get our first We're going to be on the cover of Inked Magazine. I'll so find somewhere to put it. one. And we all go get tattooed. Let's all get Tomahawk tat. I'm going to get your name on my ass and Tomahawk. That's a meaningful tat. I'm going to get Spongebob on my cheek. We can all get the stick figure with the uh, the stick, yes, with microphones. Our microphones will connect. Yeah, Kareem, Joe Hawk yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Tomahawk Show. We're here at the Twitter Blue Room, live from Radio Row, rolling through all the biggest names in entertainment and sports. With us right now, the biggest name of all time, Mr. Terrell Pryor. I guess that's why I'm last. The biggest, the best quarterback in NFL history. The best wide receiver in NFL history. In my mind, yes. Yeah. Live, <laughs> joining us, gracing us with his presence on the Tomahawk Show. TP, what's good, man? Nothing, man. What, I'm glad. What, I'm, I'm what's glad. New? What's new? Man, just trying to be great, bro. Nice. Just trying to be great. Trying to be great. Okay, so you're down here in Atlanta. We got the Rams taking on the Patriots. We got to get a prediction from you, from your analytical sports football mind who is going to come out victorious in the Super Bowl man uh, I think it's gonna be like a 39-36 Tom Brady man Tom come Brady. back late in the fourth what, what makes you pick the Patriots uh, you know what, what really strikes me with that is that uh, they lost Josh Gordon okay you know you guys know yep. talented talented man mm -hmm. so talented and Tom Brady to me didn't blink an eye okay Chris Hogan Mm -hmm. Okay, Patterson. Okay, Dorsett. Okay, Edelman. And right away, you know, they're just right back on track. And that, that struck yeah. me as like, okay, this this organization, they know how to win. Yeah. In a weird way, I think it kind of helps save some of those receivers that, like, their body isn't as worn down in years past from having to do all the work. Josh Gordon came in, did a great job for them, and now they're the rest of the guys are energized enough to keep the ship going. Absolutely. Um, and obviously Tom Brady being the, the catalyst of that. Absolutely. All right, so you got the Patriots winning along with 100% of every other guest we've had today. <laughs> every single one has picked the Patriots. Now let's transition into Ohio State football. They have a quarterback by the name of Dwayne Haskins okay. coming out in the draft. If you were going to give him advice, what would it be? i tell him to be, um, know your surroundings. Um, mm -hmm. Be around 
before he enters in the draft in the process, like get try to get with somebody like a Peyton Manning or a, 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 a quarterback that has been successful. Try to reach out to Tom Brady. He might help because you might be the first pick in the draft. So yeah. why not work out with somebody like that, Tom House, somebody I trained with and do me no good. I'm <laughs> I got cut six times at quarterbacks. So. Standing up <laughs> endorsement for you, Tom. Like someone I trained with. Now I play receiver. <laughs> I tell him to meet with those people, you know. And then when he gets in the locker room after he gets drafted, you know, be with the be with the offensive lineman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always hung out with the offensive lineman. I liked. Uh, being close with them, you know, I like talking to Joe, and I, even when I was a receiver, you know. So I, I think you have to stick with those guys because they'll battle for you. They're yeah. down there fighting hard in a, in, 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 a, in a gridiron. That's the real. That's where the real war goes in. So yeah. uh, I think that, that's the advice I would give them. Okay. With all the bad quarterback play, do you ever think to yourself, Can I, I should do still it? be playing quarterback? <laughs> I still think I could do it, man. Like just give me a defense. Yeah. You know, I got to pick the team. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you got to pick the whole. <laughs> Okay. And we uh, might make something work, uh, man. Give I me like the ball that. on a plus 40 a couple times in the game. I'll get you a field goal. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Um, you got cut a couple times this year. What uh, does 2019 look like for you? Uh, I think it's going to be great, man. Uh, we have a lot. We, there's six to six to eight teams that, what I'm, from what I'm told. And uh, even going into late in the season, there's some teams that are in the playoffs and there's one in, that's in here that's in the Super Bowl, you know, that, mm-hmm. that has showed interest. So, uh, But it was so late. And I was still coming off that groin injury. I mean, you know how the groins are. Yeah. It's a pain. And uh, I tore the whole thing. I played mm-hmm. through it for four weeks, and then it finally tore all the way. So mm-hmm. when I when I signed with the – I was with the Jets, I was playing pretty good. You know, like I, I was leading, leading receiver in a lot of categories. Yeah. And then uh, I went to the Bills, and I ended up hurting it. Hurting it. So they, the business move, it is what it is. You decided to not re-sign with the Browns a couple years back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what went into that decision? Uh, I just think it was – bad advice you know sometimes you get advice you know I wish I would have stayed there you know I loved it there um, it would have been great playing by you you know uh, I know you were chasing that playoff run <laughs> we, were, we were trying yeah we, were, we just came up yeah, a little yeah. short that last yeah. year we about 16 <laughs> games we said to bring Hawk so back cool. and we've been good we, 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 we should have brought Hawk yeah. back because he tried to he did the bullshit Brett Favre I'm gonna retire <laughs> so he could go to a great team like the Patriots and then he quit on the Patriots too so you know what we're really just a quit but I got a key card out of it so <laughs> there's that all right, well, I mean, look, it's, that's a good, like, point about the Browns. I mean, you transitioning to receiver in general, it was, like, an amazing thing to watch for me. Just watching where you started to where you ended up, again, going for 1,000 yards in a season and picking up the position as fast as you can. I tell everybody there's one in a 1,000 athletes who can do that, and you did it seemingly almost effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you talked about going to free agency, and obviously we have a lot of Browns followers, and that was a year that – Again, you're an Ohio State quarterback. The fans really clung to you. And Terrell Pryor and you being, doing what the, the things that you did for the Browns was really cool to watch. And I think to them, it was a little surprising that you elected to go elsewhere. So I mean, you said you had bad advice. Do you care to detail any about like what that actual situation was like behind closed doors? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we thought, uh, and the multiple teams thought that uh, first the Browns were going to uh, franchise tag, and uh, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. And then, uh, so they, they were thinking, you know, as my agents, you know, that that's that's where the market should be around. Yeah. And I, I, I probably, nowadays, you know, two years later, you know, with a little bit more, being a little more, more wise, that probably wasn't just the smartest decision. Yeah. You know, I probably could have did that, and uh but I mean, that's where I'm at. Where I'm at right now, you know, I'm yeah. blessed, and uh, you know, I learned a lot from you too. And I, I always talk a lot about you, and I appreciate you, and Joe. I learned a lot of stuff about Joe, um, just just his just his technique and his how he works on his craft. I mean, you guys are two great guys that 
I was blessed to be able to play with, so I appreciate you guys. People, awesome. people ask me all the time, like, what was it like playing with TP? And I said, yeah. dude, I love playing with TP. And I tell them why, because when it was 7 o'clock at night on a Wednesday, him and I were the last two sitting in the cold mm -hmm. tub. Mm -hmm. And if I can get that type of commitment from everybody in that locker room, we can have something really special. Absolutely. And it was really fun. And sitting in those cold tubs, sitting Absolutely. in the training room late at night when everyone else is gone, we had some great conversations. Absolutely. And I, so I, I don't know why I'm kissing your ass right now, but I guess it's I'm okay, just trying man. to say, kiss, no, kiss I, ass I enjoy it's good, spending though, that time with you and get to know you. This is, a, this is what this podcast is for, where players, not just locker room, we get that perspective, but we know you directly. We played with you. Yeah. So in a world where on the outside, you're not in those locker rooms, you're not in those meetings, and people might think one thing or another about mm. what kind of person, and it, it does pay to give that perspective and that point of view. Like, yo, we were in the locker room, and I can attest that I say it all the time, you are one of the hardest workers I've ever played with. At any level, on any, like, I'm talking call me at 3 in the morning because he's watching film and saying, hey, do you think they're really going to play cover two to third down against this formation? And I'm like, dude, TP, why the hell are you calling me right now? I'm off the clock. I don't want to block you, so don't call me anymore. He blocked you anyway. But, you know. Because that's just kind of jerk. Because He changes number every two weeks anyway. But, again, I just, again, it's a testament to you, the kind of drive you did. Is if you give me players on my team, that give that kind of effort, care about it that much, and we have a 53 guys that can do that, you will be successful. I think we have a Twitter segment that we could transition yes. to right now. This is perfect. So here being at Twitter, okay. give me one second. We have a segment we deemed, we, we've gone through all your old tweets. Okay. So tweets from back Look in the day. Look at his face. Oh, he is no. so nervous and right now. For your tweet, you want to read it? Uh, no, go ahead. It's all you. You sure? Yeah, it's all you. All right. So, you tweeted this a while ago. We won't give you the exact date, but you tweeted that mm, for anybody who thinks that I'm ever going to play receiver, you can kiss my black ass. Wow. <laughs> I said that. Yes, in a tweet. What was your mindset when you tweeted that out? And do you regret doing it? This is early. This is like. No, I don't regret it, man, because everybody that like, you know, all my people that's close to me and love me, man. I'm very blunt. I'm straightforward. You're not going to get no fake from me. So yeah. that's probably what I was thinking at the time, man. <laughs> you just stand by those words. Like. I thought I was, man. Yeah. Well, here we are now. You're a wide receiver. Um, also a good time to tell you I made that up completely. <laughs> you actually did not tweet that. There's nothing on the back of these for the viewers at home. But well, I like how you stood by I, it, man. I, I, I appreciate the accountability, <laughs> man. man. That's awesome. So here we are. All right, so we got a couple questions. Have you seen the Firefest documentary on Netflix? I just heard about it. Somebody, I was at, uh, I just did the, I was in Uninterrupted at the yep. headquarters today, and they are talking about it. Okay. They actually asked about you, who am I, if I was the president, who would the VP be? <laughs> I said it would be you, and he's like, you know, Hawk does a lot of stuff for us. So I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. There you go. That. So that's our next question. If you're going to be the president, who would be your VP? That's you. There you are. Okay. You don't know what I said? Yeah, I'm with you it. Know I'm I on the docket. I said he's very, very, very intelligent. He's so mm. intelligent that, hold on. Continue. He's very intelligent that. We're not going to cut you off. He's going to make you think he's smarter than really what he oh. is, but he's going to sell it to you like that. So, I mean. He's, which is a good transition that's, in the fire that's what fest, I need. which was a fraudulent festival. Um, of all your former teammates, <laughs> who do you think is the most likely to get finessed by a fake festival in the Bahamas? Who's the most gullible? I don't know, man, because uh, I'm going to have you and Joe around me, and you're going to be like, yo, TP, like, don't <laughs> that's, do that. That's so, the problem. You know I me, said, I said, you know which me, one of I'm your teammates go. would get finessed, and you automatically assumed it was you getting finessed. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe by Tony. Joe by Tony. Joe by Tony. 
Joe Antonio is Monk Joe, Lightning. Just Joe, it's you, buddy. Joe, another friend of the Tama Flock here. TP, man, we appreciate you joining us. Um, yeah, welcome whenever you'd like to. We appreciate you coming on Tomahawk. Uh, I like what you guys are doing. Thanks. My guy, enjoy Atlanta, baby. All right, guys, that's about it. From ATL, this place was on fire. We once again stole the show on Radio Row. We had the biggest names. We had the biggest set. Mm -hmm. We had the toughest ticket. We actually became the, the, the show that people were begging to be on. We were turning people away in droves. We had 21 all-pro guests that were the best at what they did of all time. Of all time. It's amazing. Well, I have nothing else, so Nat, take us out. Joe, hawk yourself.